On this episode of Taste the Cast, we discuss what games we've been playing. We react to Returnal Hostel's PS5 video near Replicant gameplay. And then we, of course, read your comments and reply to them. But before we get into that, make sure to download and play Oddworld, Soulstorm, Days Gone, and Zombie Army 4. All offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back this weekend for Plus Club. It's coming up real soon. We're going to be discussing those games. Let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game of the month picked by Chris is Neo 2. I almost forgot what it's called. We'll be talking about that next week on Game of the Month and revealing what our Game of the Month is, uh, which will be randomly picked. And yeah, we have Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel further than liking, commenting, sharing this video, and subscribing if you're brand new. All right, let's get into this taste cast. What's going on, guys, and welcome to episode 140 of the Tasty Cast, a weekly podcast. My name's Seth, and joining me today, of course, is Chevy, and also joining us again is Josh. And uh, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna jump into what we've been playing. But before that, how you guys doing? Doing good. Uh, was off last week, and this is the the first day back to work after like nine days. So uh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that feeling. I am. I'm feeling pretty sore but otherwise i'm good i always hit the last day of my vacation because i'm just like oh, here we go anticipating going, going all day back to hell yeah and then you get there and you're just like i forgot how to work <laughs> it's been so long yeah fortunately uh it felt like i was gone like a day once i got back to work but, that's good um but yeah otherwise good it was nice to be able to like, like sit down and just kind of do nothing for a week so for sure <laughs> yeah you did the whole staycation thing played some video games you guys play some and of course we'll talk about it mm-hmm. at some point Neo 2. Yes. Um, a lot, it seems like. Seems like you guys played that a lot. I only probably played like two, three times. It seems like somebody played a lot. That's certain someone's not here today, but he'll be back at some point. Josh, how you doing? Great. Not bad. Um, off work, so I'm kind of tired, but other than that, I'm ready to rip rip and tear. Sick, dude. I don't know if uh, YouTube will appreciate that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I feel tired, but I also am drinking this fucking, for everybody watching, I drink this fucking canned G Fuel. This is not a commercial for them. Um, and it's got 300 milligrams of caffeine in it, and I fucking feel crazy right now. So I'm going to try and conduct this. I'm going to try and guide us through these waters as best as I can, but I can't give any guarantees. So, um, yeah, let's jump into what we've been playing, and we'll start with Chevy. What games have you been playing in the last week? All right, well, I'm going to get the easy ones out of the way because I can't talk about them. So um, I played Oddworld. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, Which we will be talking about this weekend. Yes. Um, I don't want to give my uh, impressions so much, but I, I do want to say uh, it was different than what I was expecting. And and you can come back at the end of the week to figure that out. Ooh, so. shit. What does he mean by that? Better come back and check that out. Um, let's see. I uh, already kind of brought it up earlier. Played some Neo 2. Uh, I've been playing it primarily co-op with Chris. Those are not games I'll play by myself. Um, I don't really do Soulsborne games very uh, well, but I will always uh, do some co-op. So, 
Are you not to reveal too much? Are you per, are you playing with Chris, or is Chris watching you and then fighting things if you need help? The, the game balances difficulty for both people. Oh, okay, cool. Because I remember so in Neo not one, one shot people. Okay, because I remember Neo one. You said he would like hang out while you fought things, and then he would yeah. pop in if you needed help. Yeah, yeah. No, this game, I don't know what they did, but regardless of your level gap, uh, the enemies are tooled to you. Cool. Yeah. So it, it's really smart that way. Um, so yeah, we've been playing multiplayer and, and, uh, we'll talk about that also, uh, next maybe, week, maybe, you know, in a week. So, yeah. um, yeah. Quick, I, what, what weapons are you using? Um, I started with the spear, um, because I wanted the, the reach and I really liked the way the medium stance felt with it. Um, I have switched since then to the trice, uh, the three piece staff. And Omnio Magic, so mm. but I'm not going to go nice. too into that, bro. I love the Spear Neo. I had fun with it, but uh, the the after checking out the staff, I'm kind of in love with it now. So, um, the other game I played was Zombie Army Four, which uh, is on the channel. Check it out. Yeah, we played that bitch for like three hours. So. Mm. We're not going to talk about our opinions just yet, but you can probably gather a little bit from that if you wanted to watch that. Yep, you can take a little peek at that. Um, and then to get into the stuff I can talk about, um, I bought Loop Hero, and that is the perfect I want to watch YouTube and play a game at the same time game. Um, I probably have put like close to 20 hours into it now. It's really easy to play. Josh has no idea what you're talking about, so fill no, him in. No, Loop Hero is that um, oh, roguelike deck builder, isn't it? Yeah. He's called me yeah. out. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I, I would totally recommend if you're into games where like it's just like mi- micromanaging and then the game just kind of does its thing, um, it is perfect <laughs> for for those kind of play- game players. Um, you unlock different classes. So you start off as like a warrior and their main focus is like counterattacks and blocking and stuff like that. And then you eventually you unlock the assassin, which is about evading and like uh, lifesteal and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And then there's a necromancer, which you don't fight, but you constantly make better and better skeletons to fight for you. Um, well, hopefully they stay alive long enough that you don't take the hits instead. So and then the way the game works is you get pieces. To, so the world has been erased and you're rebuilding it. But every time you leave the map, familiar? it erases again. Um, that sounds like a Bastion. Bastion yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, Dragon Dragon Quest Builders too. Yeah, yeah guys kind of like fucking. It's kind of like rebuilding the world. Yeah, but in this case, literally, like, there's a road and blackness, oh, and so like you'll get force pieces, and the perk to putting a force piece down is you get plus one attack speed but every 10 force you put down a uh the nature will build a a fake farm to try to pretend to be humans and there'll be scarecrows that fight you when you walk through that and then like mountains give you more uh, hit points but every 10 of those you put down will spawn um uh it'll make a, a giant mountain and harpies will start flying out of the mountain and landing in random places on the map and stuff like that so uh, you get bonuses, but there's also consequences of those. And mm-hmm. certain pieces have synergy or non-synergy with each other if they're set next to each other and stuff. So it's really interesting to like try to make the right pieces that work with 
your character build as well. So it's a fun game. I would totally recommend it to everybody. I'm glad, I'm glad you explained all that to Josh because I didn't know. <laughs> so Now I know. Yeah, I, I, I think it's like 20 bucks too. So like it's, do you it's think awesome. I'd, do you think I'd like it? I think so. Hmm. Um, especially because you, you can literally, like I'll have it on the, one side of the screen, on mm-hmm. YouTube on the other, and I'm literally just watching YouTube. And then you can set it up to pause after combat, after a rotation, or you can just have it just go. Um, I have just pause after every action and then I'll just micromanage, hit the play button again and go back to my video. Yeah. I sometimes get in a, especially if I have a lot of podcasts built up, I get in a mode where I'm like, I can't play anything story driven cause I need to watch these, Yeah, but I want to play something. So yeah, it's I do, I do appreciate that. games like that. But then sometimes I also like a game where like, I, I don't want to be distracted by fucking anything. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I think it's the perfect it's multitasking game. Yeah. So. Really cool. I totally recommend it if that sounds interesting to you guys. Um, yeah, anytime I'm falling behind on my YouTube videos, that's pretty much what I do. So, <laughs> um, Final Fantasy Patch 5.5 came out, part one. <laughs> so I did that. Um, it's about two and a half hours, two, two and a half hours worth of story. And then they'll do another patch after they do the Fan Fest next month. So we'll get the, 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 com- the conclusion to this expansion completely and the uh the hint of where we're going with the expansion finally hmm. um are you liking it oh yeah yeah i uh i already kind of knew uh, not to like get my hopes up because it's part one so they were gonna just be like start to go and go oh wait to be continued which is totally what happened so um yeah i don't want to get too too into it uh, just because obviously I don't want to lose people, but um, a lot of it's very heavily themed from Final Fantasy four, which had a lot to do with the moon and like um, lunar versions of the summons um, and the boss of the dungeon in th- this patch. Uh, spoiler alert. Go ahead. Five seconds. If you don't want to hear it um, One, two, was uh, Neo or lunar Bahamut. So, which was really cool. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, plus the, the whole time you're fighting, there, there's a NPC that fights alongside you that we haven't seen since Heaven's Words expansion. So that was really cool to see as well. Hmm. Um, other than that, they they added the new Near Raid, which, uh, like the last two, is really, really good fan service. The story has nothing to do with 14, though. It's a little disappointing for me in that regard. But, I mean, I just have to accept that it's just fan service at this point. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I just when they add something to 14, I kind of hope it's like connected in some way. And mm-hmm. this just does not feel connected at all. Um, I still have a couple weeks cause there's like a new game plus type thing at the end where like there's weekly quests that continue the story. So, and I know Yoko Taro is a back end, very back end heavy writer. So there could be a twist that, Oh, oh now it all makes sense. So, but, uh, it's really neat. They incorporated elements of near in it that I didn't expect to see in a raid. Um, so if you're both familiar with the hacking scenes in near automata where you're the little piece that literally yeah. you do that in the raid. That's there's, interesting. There's a part of the fight where you turn into the little T and you have to shoot the opposite colors while not getting hit by the them and stuff. Hmm. I was like, this is wild. I did not expect to do this in 14. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, there's another part where blocks show up, they're black and white or whatever. And then, Things will show up on the outside of the, the arena as well that are the same, you know, black and white as well. And, and you want to try to, like, line up behind things 
So like if it's a white attack, you want to get behind a white wall because it won't go through it versus if you're at a black wall, it'll eat through it and hit you type of thing. So there's a lot of attention paying, which is really neat. Um, yeah. Plus the, the, the longer that game goes on, the, the way they design bosses is just is constantly impressing me. Like the visuals are insane. Yeah, it's cool they're able to... Um they're still able to like um, increase that experience and, and get maintain creativity with it. Yeah. Well, and they just recently said too, that they're going to be stopping DirectX nine support soon. Cause that has become their bottleneck. So good. So it's not the consoles and even the, the PS4 is not the bottleneck. It's DirectX nine. So, Bye. so that's going away soon. Um, I do know they'll probably have to do an engine overhaul soon. Uh, they have not talked about it, but um with the game still like they've gotten another 2 million copies sold since last time they brought up their numbers. So the game's still selling. Um, so I imagine they'll, they'll probably have to do an engine overhaul at some point to, to kind of keep the game modernized. So I think it still looks really good. It does. But yeah, I would not complain if they made the game look better. Yeah. Well, DirectX 12 would be awesome. (laughs) So yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess the PS five beta is out now, which is available for everybody. Um, but then if you own an account, you just get to keep the PS5 version after that. Um, hmm. But uh, I guess they added haptic feedback to it. So I need to try that out. It's like definitely even, do. Even when the chug was running, I guess you feel it in the controller. So That's sick. Yeah, so I need That's to try that out. That's playing alone. So yeah. That's um, my dream. I've played some other stuff, but I, uh, not a lot worth mentioning. I think I brought it up last time. I picked up Audio Surf 2. I've been kind of mm-hmm. messing around with that. Um not really a lot to report there it, it's just kind of like i don't want to think and i just want to listen to music type of deal and um i did not play minecraft this week so Uh-oh. i've been too busy and now <laughs> no i i have many things i need to do i just don't have time right now i'm minecraft anything else not worth mentioning no all right fair i'll jump in next can't talk about days gone but i've played it can't talk about odd world soulstorm but i've played it um I do plan on playing those more, even though this weekend is uh, Plus Club. That snuck up on me because I think the end of the month is next Friday. And we always like to do Plus Club on the last weekend of the month. So there's like a whole last week after Plus Club, which is very weird. But I try to stick to that. So anyway, we'll be talking about those uh, this weekend. So I got very little time to uh, put more time into those games. Uh, Games I can talk about. uh, Played Home Sweet Home Survive, which was confusing. Uh, In case you don't know what it is, Home Sweet Home Survive, or HSH Survive, uh, is an asymmetric dead by daylight style game one person plays as this ghost entity and four people are trying to essentially do a ritual to either escape the entity or actually kill the entity um i picked this game up because if you're familiar with this channel you've been around for a while you know i like dead by daylight but also cody who also is into dead by daylight has been playing it and he was telling me about it and i've heard about it before but he was like you got to pick it up it's like seven bucks so i was like sure um and so i played it a little bit uh we played it like at four in the morning, three in the morning. We're so we're, we're like not getting into matches as often as I would like. Uh, although, uh, and people in the reviews on Steam will tell you this as well, but a lot of people don't know this. The game, when you buy it and you start playing it, defaults the servers to Asia. You need to go into the options and pick wherever you're at. Europe, United States, stuff like that. Because um, it has mixed reviews on Steam and most people are like, you can't get into a match. 
And then people are like, forget those fucking idiots. You need to switch it over to your region. So that's info that they just have not told people. Bad communication. I'm telling you now. So anyway, uh, we did that. Uh, we still were having, I wouldn't say issues getting into matches, but it was taking a little longer, but it's middle of the night. And it's a relatively small game at this point. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't say it's better than Dead by Daylight. Um, not even close, but it is early in its development. Um key differences is there's less em- emphasis on stealth in the game it seems like people are just running and trying to juke and like hit the entity um and in dead by daylight you're trying not to be seen for the most part because you can't fight back in yeah dead by daylight so you're just trying to like not get into an encounter whereas in this it happens so fucking quick that uh if you have a stick you can smack them and run or like uh, some looney tune shit um or you can just run and try and like juke them while they're trying to hit you there's like little vents you can hit a button and climb through. The thing I fucking hate about that is most people know the maps very well already. So if you go through a vent, by the time I come out the other side, they're already waiting for me. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And I'll turn around and go back through and then they're already waiting for me. I'm like, this is like, take this out of the game. It doesn't work. Um, there's also holes in the floor that you can drop through that the, the monster can't drop through. But you take damage when you fall through them. So it's got a lot of systems that they're trying to be different with, but... I'm not in love with any of them. Yeah. Um, in fact, I don't know if I was having fun playing the game, but I appreciated <laughs> that they were trying to do something different, sure. by also, but also trying to do something similar to Dead by Daylight. Um, I do like that you can actually, as you're doing the ritual, the monster gets weaker and weaker, and you're able to start doing more damage when you hit it. A lot of the weapons, you'll hit it and just stun them, and it barely does any damage. But as you get further into the ritual, they actually start taking more damage from them, and you can actually kill them. Um, or you can complete the ritual, and I guess banish them i don't know let me know in the comments if you know the how it works exactly i played like eight matches um or you can have these portals that only one person can go through at a time and you can escape that way so there's a lot of options which i kind of like um but yeah all in all it's it's okay it's uh it's in early development and i think they could definitely do something with it if they keep working on it hopefully they're open to changing some ideas because some of the ideas i think kind of fall flat and i do wish that the maps were designed in a way that i feel like i could actually sneak around you can duck in the game but it's like you're like a shiny plastic looking person and you're not sneaking from anyone like i've never i never felt like i was hiding from anything in that game um and then what else there's something else i was gonna say about the game i don't remember it's it's kind of neat definitely keep an eye out for it if you like dead by daylight but like i said i think dead by daylight is a more solid game but the game's been out for like a long time and has had a lot of work done to it so and it is still pretty janky and was definitely janky when it first came out so oh this game is also i i, I think ty the developer is so that's interesting that is interesting yeah yeah so um yeah pretty cool uh let's see also played okay so as you guys know we covered it recently uh resident Evil village is coming out um i didn't i fucking missed the demo uh, I tried to play it Sunday, and it, it came out Saturday, and it was only out for like eight hours or some shit, and now it's gone. So I have to wait for May 1st. Eight hours? What kind of bullshit is that? I don't know, and the next one's coming out for eight hours. There's one that, that lets you play in the village and one that lets you play in the castle. And the village one, I think, came out on Saturday for eight hours, and I was fucking busy, so I didn't get to play. And then the next one will come out for eight hours. Hopefully I'm not busy. But then on May 1st, both of them will come out, but you only have 30 minutes to play whichever one you want to play, or both. I hate it. I hate it. I think it's a fucking stupid system. What the I think fuck it. Are you doing Capcom? I think it only. Well, they did it with uh, Resident Evil Two Remake as well. 
it's just to generate talk, but it's all negative talk. So it's like a really cheap way to, to it's, it doesn't even build hype. It just gets people talking about the game. It's really annoying. Um, anyway, I missed that. I'm just saying that because I'm going to talk about Village in a sec and uh, somebody's probably going to be curious if I played the demo. I didn't. Um, so anyway, I'm anticipating Village. I'm actually very excited to play this game. And so I was uh, looking into buying um, Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 2 Remake on PC uh, because I have them and beat them on PS4. And I always wondered how they played on PC. So Capcom, when all this stuff was happening, had like this huge sale going on mm-hmm. and they had uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake for $15. So I bought that fucking instantly. But for $80, I don't typically pre-order games. I don't like pre-purchasing games. But for $80, bucks, uh, you got Resident Evil 7 and all its DLCs and Village. So I oh. I just bought that for 80 bucks. That's like a PS5 game, pretty much, price point. Uh, and so I already own Village, so I'm ready to play it when it comes out. And uh, I bought Resident Evil 7. I've played it a little bit on PC, and surprisingly, it plays pretty well. Um, I'm really excited to continue that. I kind of want to start from the beginning again and stream it, because I'm trying to get ready for Village. I'm really excited to play it, and um, the closest thing I have to play it right now is Resident Evil 7. So, yeah, I bought that on uh, PC. And uh plan on playing it more. But I played a little bit and like I said, it uh it looks great. It uh it plays way better than I thought it would. I thought it'd feel like kinda janky, but it doesn't. And uh yeah, I plan on playing more. Uh let's see. Me and Josh played more Outriders. Um Getting further in that storyline. I really couldn't tell you how far I am into the game, but my character is like nineteen, level nineteen, level twenty ish area. Um I thought I thought I was like 12 or 13, then I started the game up, and I was 17 or 18, and I was like, oh shit, okay, I'm a little further than I thought. I'd love to have time to fucking play the game, especially since Josh bought it for me. So. For that early birthday. A month early. <laughs> He's just looking for an excuse to buy the game for you. Um, but yeah, been playing that, still enjoying it. Um, enemies uh, do go from... Uh, they're, they're not bad, but they do start feeling like bullet sponges the further you get into it. But that, I think, is because the tiers go up on their own. And as the tier keeps going up, I think it's just inflating the enemy's mm. fucking health. Um, so that feels kind of janky. But on that, I'm really enjoying the combat. I think it's still a really fun game. And uh, I think it's way better co-op. Like, I enjoy, I enjoy playing it by myself. But I think playing with people is, like, the way to play that game. And that might sound obvious, but, like, there are people out there who like to play games on their own and I don't mind playing games on my own even if it's a co-op game like I'll go play with randos or by myself but uh but this game it just feels like a more fleshed out experience when people when you have more than just you and other powers being used in combat it feels like there's more going on and it's just a better experience um I do plan on beating Outriders I would like to do that I also would like to beat fucking Remnant um and yeah don't have much to report on there outside of uh still enjoying it still having fun and uh, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Outriders before um, I move forward? No, I uh, I think you're right. Having the co-op in there makes it exponentially better. Just from, you know, like when you, uh, you, I, and our, the third person was playing, um, they would have their turret out and I would have mine out. Plus, like, you would be up there getting in their faces and stuff like that and seeing all that cohesive powers together was actually fun. Mm. It's like 
we're all like taking care of our own things and doing our own things. And even though they and I were playing the same class, we each had all different abilities and like, and it definitely changed how we played with, with one another. So I do recommend playing that game with people. Yeah. Whether it's, because that, in my opinion, is the full ex- experience. That's, it feels like the Outriders experience, what it was intended. Um, yeah, I, I'm playing the Trickster, and like, um, I, I like a lot of the teleport moves, and um, I like fly in there, kill a bunch of people. But for a while there, I was like playing around with uh, this ability where you leave this little marker, and you're able to go in there, and then you're able, you have a time limit, but you can come back to your marker okay. at any point. It's kind of nice during boss battles because uh, I can put it down, and if like you know a big circle shows up where I need to dodge, I just teleport back. Get and, out, yeah, uh, yeah. It's really nice. Uh, but it's funny because like they would be in the back often, and like I would just fly up in there, start shooting people and shit, and I'd be like reloading, getting ready to shoot a guy, and I see his head just go off, like fly off and shit. And I'm like, okay, so they're like over there shooting, and then I'd like teleport back, and they're still behind cover. So I felt like I'm just kind of like jumping in between, mm. uh, you know, the front line and you know behind cover and stuff like that. Um, and it's cool because while I'm doing all that blipping around shit, they're just shooting and killing stuff. So it's like, um, without them there, it's just me like going, Whoa, fuck, I'm about to die. I got to teleport, get the hell out of here. There's just more going on and it feels more rounded and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh plus like I got that healing move. So you'd like teleport out and you're like, fuck, I'm getting fucked up. So I'd heal mm-hmm. and it'd heal everybody. And then, um, you know, and then uh, the third person we're with would come in with, you know, one of their moves, and I don't really remember what they were using other than the turret. As long as it wasn't that stupid. For anybody who doesn't know, what what class were you playing? Tecromancer. Um, I was playing the Devastator, and then as I was I was playing alone, and I stopped for a second. I was like, "Holy f- fuck, his moves are boring." <laughs> um, they're just straight up like. This it kind of pissed me off about that game, and it happened in Borderlands One too. There's like a designated tank character, mm-hmm. but there doesn't. There's no need for a tank. Yeah, you know, like it's just like they don't give them anything that if they're like a support character or something that like helped out the party, like a buffer. Yeah, that'd be cool. But like, just them and their shitty rock moves, it just isn't as fun to play. That is a weird. Someone. That is a weird trap that a lot of games fall into. They'll confuse a tank with a character who's just more survivable. Yeah. Um, whereas like a game that actually has a designated tank who's like essentially a support for the group. And anyone who plays an MMO knows what I'm talking about. And some games actually do have legit tanks in them. Um, it's it's way more gratifying for the person playing the tank, but it's also more exciting for the group to have somebody who you know you can rely on to take the hits. Um, but then some games are like, well, this is a tanky character. Okay, well, is it a tanky character or a tank? Because, like, mm-hmm. does this character just, like, take rounds better than the other ones, but, like, really doesn't have anything that benefits the fucking group? Uh, that's something I see a lot. Like you said in Borderlands, there's characters that, mm-hmm. you know, you could build up their their HP quite a bit, but, like, in a game where everybody's just shooting shit and everybody's got all sorts of moves for, their, for themselves to survive off of, well, that game, uh, you're not a tank for the group. You're just tanky. Yeah, well, that mm-hmm. game emphasizes healing through attacking yeah the trickster you kill people up close you heal yeah so i need mm-hmm. to be up in people's faces to stay alive yeah um i know the little tank, bit, tank's not needed for that no and when i played the beta i, I played the uh 
the pyro i don't is a pyromancer i don't know Something what like their that, name yeah. is but um nobody's got the balls to fucking play that character that uh i think their heal was um anyone who died while they were afflicted with fire you'd get health back so mm-hmm. yeah it's like big chunks of health too because like with the devastator also if somebody would die near me I would get almost like a quarter to like a whole third of my health back. Yeah. They want you busy. But like, so yeah, they want you in their shit. Yeah. But the Techromancer, it's like a very small sliver of life leech for all damage that they do. So oh, like so you could toss your turret out and then hide behind cover and it'll continually heal you, but it's not big, huge chunks. It's it doesn't just... feel like big, huge chunks of the trickster either, but when you're up there just murdering people quickly, it goes up quickly. It just keeps you, sh- it feels like mm-hmm. doom. It's like you got to keep moving and killing. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. just kind of, your your health is just kind of bouncing back and forth. It's almost like vampire mode. Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's interesting. Cause I was wondering about the other ones who had like the more per- particular uh, um, things that they have to do to heal. It makes sense that they would get more back because it's less often. Yeah. 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 I, um, the th- thing is, like with the Devastators, you, you got to kill them close also. So like when you and I were just in everybody's shit, like I was constantly being healed by guys you killed, by guys I killed and stuff like that. So it was like they very they played really well off mm-hmm. of one another. But um but yeah, that whole tank thing without a game needing a tank is just doesn't make that character fun. So yeah. um like Diablo does the same thing. There's like the the Crusader and Diablo three was super tanky, but it doesn't kill anything. Yeah, you know, it's just, just a play style. It's not for the team. Yeah, and like just like when you like got that shield. Game. Sorry, go ahead. Well, like you get into the end into end game stuff, and yeah, things will never kill you, but like yeah, it's taking fucking days to kill anything. So yeah, yeah, which is kind of annoying. And so if you're not helping the team with your tankiness and you're just staying alive but killing shit slowly, it doesn't sound like a fun time. Um, mm-hmm. if you're gonna, if you're not gonna not do a lot of damage, but not take a lot of damage, at least it's more fun when you're actively doing things to keep your team alive. Cause now you have an objective. You're not just like, well, this is just PVP and any MMO where people just don't die very quickly. Well, a lot of MMOs, not every MMO. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, like you got that shield in uh mm-hmm. and you're like trying to use it in a like a team way which i can appreciate but i was like the whole time like i'm trickster dude i'm gonna be teleporting yeah. all the fucking place so it didn't mm-hmm. it wasn't not that you weren't trying to to find a way to be like team oriented but like it just didn't work uh for yeah. what i was doing so like it almost felt useless as like a game design whereas like my dude has like a bubble shield why doesn't your character have the bubble shield mm-hmm. um or maybe give him like like his moves are his moves, but then they can do like a secondary and like the secondary is something different. Like I can use the shield myself or give it, give the shield to somebody else or, you know, something like that. Like well, not- they should give your character the bubble shield and my character has like a blade. So if they want like a block bullet move, they should have one where he pulls that blade out and starts blocking while he approaches people. And then when you mm-hmm. get close to a dude, you can let go and swing it and hit all of them. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it just gives you like a chunk of the damage blocked as like fucking. Yeah, so you can just run a dude's block like you're you're intending to get in there and hit him, and it gives you that moment of getting in there close. It it could be a, 
another way to get into combat without teleporting and have a different kind of build. Mm-hmm. See, I'm already or like kind of an equilibrium thing where you're damaging other people with the bullets or something mm-hmm. like that. Or yeah, like you're cool. Bounce them back or something. That'd be sick. And it would be in character mm-hmm. with my character. But I got a bubble shield, which I'm not going to fucking complain. It's very useful. But and he does time manipulation, so it makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm looking at your time manipulation little glass window you got in front of you. I'm like. Why does he have that, but I have this big fucking bubble shield that's, like, awesome? It's really weird. It's a really mm-hmm. weird design choice. Yeah, I just think it was, it was a little bit of a... They fell in the same trope that all those games do. Yeah. Like, even, like, Warframe kind of does the same thing. Like oh, yeah. Every frame's survivable. You have the tanky ones, like Rhino and Frost and stuff, but, like, they don't... I mean, like, everything kills, so maybe that's yeah. kind of a bad example, but... It's the same kind of concept. All these games, like, every character yeah. kills because they're shooters, essentially. Mm-hmm. They're action games. But, like, is the tank a tank or is it just there with tanky moves, you know? Yeah. So no, that's I why I switched over to Techromancer because long range is something I never do in games. And with the mouse and keyboard, those sniper shots are fucking chef's kiss. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a whole different world, man. Oh, yeah, 100%. Well, 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 that and you know their movements when they get out of cover they always look the exact same way so their heads aren't like bobbing around so it's really easy to get headshots and stuff like that and so it's just uh and like borderlands that game is satisfying when you actually hit those fucking spots that you're trying to hit very kinetic yeah. you know experience when you pop someone's head off you're like yeah i fucking got that guy yeah it makes a big difference it's like i'll run up to somebody with as the trickster with a machine gun i'm unloading their body and then I'll like be like, oh, wait a second. I just like aim a little higher to their head and they start melting. I'm like, okay, there it is. So, exactly. You know. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to say on Outriders before I move on? No, I am enjoying playing it and um, maybe I'll start a pyro character. Yeah, I want to do it mountain, too. Go through that mountain a third fucking time. Yeah, I want to I wanna try the, the Pyromancer because everyone I talk to Either like, yeah, I liked it, and then, then they're, they're not playing it. Or they're like, yeah, I fucking hate it. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, nobody will play that thing. I, th- I think the problem it has is that uh, it's expected. Well, it's weird, too, because like, it's the only elemental uh, fucking, I almost said Warframe, <laughs> fucking uh, class Outrider. Yeah. Um, My big problem there is that everyone always just defaults to fire, man. Like, Yeah, it's weird. Technomancer actually is Frost. Like his turret freezes people, his melee freezes people, and a lot of his builds are based around him freezing people and like what they do is like yeah, I when I hit that. people with my melee, I freeze them, I give them poison, and I fucking give them weak. So there was a like, there was a part me and you played when it's just me and you, um, where all these enemies were running out. Is where the guy was in the outhouse. And, like, mm-hmm. we had one part where, like, you went down and then fucking I was trying to get you up. And then I got overwhelmed and I went down and we tried it again. I think we we died on it, like, twice or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that same scenario with Sarah. And she was also playing that character. But she had this freeze turret. And uh, so many different times, something would be jumping in the air at me. And I go to shoot it and would just get frozen in the air. I thought she was mm-hmm. just fucking pinpoint accurately shooting him. But I noticed it was, like, her turrets were freezing. And I was like... Holy shit, that's useful. Like it was giving it some was, some crowd control. Yeah, it was. It's way better. Like if you throw it out, and you can aim where you throw it. So like, 
sometimes I'll just chuck it way in the fucking back, you know, where they are. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just be like freezing them and I'm just shooting them in the head while they're frozen. And like with bosses, they don't come up with, it's almost OP because they don't come up, they don't have a resistance to the frost. So Good, they'll freeze. There's no and then you can just, hmm? Oh, and then they'll freeze yeah. and then they, and then you, and then you break it and then they start to shoot and then they get like one shot off and your turret goes, Mm-mm, and they freeze again. <laughs> And then if they get close, you can melee them. They freeze again. It's like, you almost Good. just stunlock the fuck out of them and cheap them out. Love it. It's my favorite thing ever. Um, Yeah. Oh, speaking of in the back, fucking there's this one thing that happened where we were playing, all three of us, and um, I was doing my uh, teleport move where you essentially just look at an enemy, enemy, you hit the button, and you actually teleport behind them, and they actually have to turn around and look at you. So, which I appreciate because I played other games where you teleport behind enemies and they're just like looking at you shooting as soon as you show up. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I appreciate that. There's actually an animation there and stuff. Um, I was doing that though. And I teleported behind a door that hadn't opened yet. There's, I've done this part before you fight all these guys and then eventually the doors open and reinforcements run in. Okay. I just teleport in an area and there's like nobody there. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look at the door and it shut. I'm like, I'm like, oh wait, I'm like, I'm behind the door. And then all of a sudden I see guys go next to me and just like spawn and he like looks at me i'm like what the fuck and then another guy spawns to my right and they're all kind of getting ready to go out the door and i'm like what and i start just unloading them, and they start shooting back at me and then the doors open and i look out there and they're all out there shooting the other guys i'm like this is fucking stupid <laughs> um i didn't want to see behind that curtain so kind of ruined the the magic so i'm just out there and they're spawning next to me just getting ready to go and then they realize i'm there and they're like wait you're not supposed to be here i'm like i know <laughs> Fucking, we start shooting each other up. It was like that scene in goddamn Smoking Aces. It was a glitch in the Matrix. In the fucking elevator. In the elevator, dude. We're just blasting each other. Um. So yeah, moving on. Uh, played uh, Hell at Loose, and the reason I want to bring this up, I'm not gonna talk about it too much, but if you don't know what this is, it's a World War II game, uh, indie developed, um, with a huge, huge, huge emphasis on the hierarchy of command in war. Um. You can play as a squad member, you're in the squad, or you're a squad leader, and then there are like generals, and then there's like an overall dude, and they're essentially just barking commands down the line, and then it's up to your leaders to be telling you what's going on, and uh, yeah, other than that, it's it's kind of like Battlefield, but it's more realistic, you can die in like one shot all the time, Um <laughs> The pace is very slow. The The default movement is basically a walk in most games, but it's kind of like a, you know, walking quickly. Then when you run, it's like a realistic run where you're just kind of like shuffling forward, but you're barely moving. Um, and yeah, it's got these huge fucking battlefields, uh, all these points you have to take um, and hold. That's one thing I really appreciate about it. A lot of these games... Um, you're either playing domination where you just take flags and then you leave and run to the next thing. And this has got like sections of the map you're like taking and then they're trying to take them back. So it feels like actively the, the battlefield is changing. It's literally um, moving the front lines like back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then they'll flank around and start taking like the upper right side and start wrapping behind you and taking points like that. So it feels like the battle is, is constantly changing and the, and the battles last a long time. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a little rough around the edges, but um, but it's it's really good. I'd like to play it some more. Um, me and you played this, um, and uh, 
And yeah, we essentially were trying to learn it as we played. I took a commander position pretty quickly and uh, I was trying to communicate with uh, with the higher ups, which I actually really liked. People were playing serious. It was like a lot of fun. You had an interesting uh, situation that I'm sure you'll um, want to tell us about. But uh, but yeah, it was, it was cool. I uh, you know had people going like, um, you know, like... Uh, They'd be like Echo, and that was my team, fucking Echo Squad, wherever. You know, what's going on over there? And I'm like, there's fucking armor over here. We need fucking reinforcements. Or they're like, hey, we need we need someone to back up Charlie. And I'm like, well, we're like right next to him, so we'll head over there. They're like, okay. And then they'd be like, okay, well, since you're in this area, we've already taken that spot, but I need you to hold it. And I just tell my guys, I'm like, okay, what we're doing is we're holding this until I get other, you know, fucking command. And everybody's like, oh, okay. It's funny too in games like that. As soon as you start giving people orders, they're just on board. <laughs> people are just fucking around until you go, "Okay, this is what we're doing." They're like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's do something cooperative. Let's work together." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what to do." I wish it worked when I get told. <laughs> yeah, it, it works in FPS. is amazing, dude. I fucking I used to get uh, I used to get friend requests nonstop in games because I would just start barking orders at people and I just start getting friend requests. And I'm like, it's amazing how much people just want order in a in a yeah. multiplayer game, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people just run around shooting and being assholes and not doing the objective and stuff like that. And I'm just like really team oriented, so it's a game I would like to get really familiar with because I would like to. Um, I mean, I'd like to try and be at the tippy top, even though that seems like a lot of fucking coordination. I, I ran into the dude who's like running our whole thing, and he was just squatting in the middle of a fucking you know, in an alleyway between some houses, just squatting there on the radio, just talking to everybody and stuff while there's just like, <laughs> you know, two blocks over just gunshots and shit. I'm like, this is horrifying. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool game. looks pretty decent. I think it plays really well. Like I said, it's, it's indie developed. So it's, um, it's got some, some jank to it, but, uh, it's a lot better than it should be. And it's a really cool idea. And I love the pacing and I love, you know, there, there's all these tactical shooters out there. Um, I've played a lot of them, but I really love how much emphasis this game has on the chain of command and communication. It really makes it feel like you are in a battle that like, even though you captured this area, it's not even remotely close to over and this can change at any moment. There's one time where like the other team had this one area just on lock and we were like approaching from one direction, our whole fucking team. And uh, I was like sitting on the side of the road and I just tell people, I'm like, don't go down that road. They're fucking just killing people. And someone <laughs> go running down, they just get shot. And I'm like, I kept stopping people. I'm like, stop going down this road, dude. There's fucking murdering people. Like, don't go out there. <laughs> and uh, finally, the, the guy above me was like, okay, we're going to start flanking from the southeast. And I just told my guys, I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to flank around to the southeast and approach from there. And we all moved around there while other people were trying to push on that street. And we ended up fucking pushing through and taking that spot. And very gratifying feeling. I fucking love that shit. So, mm-hmm. Josh, what happened with you? So, when you so you can leave the commander position if you want to be a soldier in somebody else's, you know, squad. Um, but if you choose, like, if you if your commander position is empty for your squad and you choose to be it, you can't get off of it. Like, I was like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And you're, and you're, you're regulated to like a role. You have a certain loadout. Um, cause there's actually roles in the game and they do each do their own fucking crazy thing. So the commander is able to throw like smoke grenades. He or squad commander is able to throw like smoke grenades, have like mobile deploy points 
and like shit like that to try and get their team in the game and their squad in the game. Um, so I just decided to take it to see what was going on. And right when I clicked on it, like you're just given the comms, you know, from the high, from the higher ups, from the commander. And, uh, I didn't get any, any order, but like, I was just trying to, I, I set up a mobile command base and I was just trying to take a, take a point and we were getting pretty close. And then, and then all, all, all of a sudden over the commanders goes, Bravo, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, he goes, he's like, he's like, why aren't you approaching this point? And I was like, you didn't tell me to do that. And he goes, I fucking told you to do that. And I was like, whoa. I was like, all right, man. And like, so I went over to squad comms because squad can't hear what you're saying to the commander. I was like, all right, well, the commander just read my ass. So I was like, let's go do this. <laughs> we all moved over there. And held this point, and yeah, I was just like, "All right, man, Jesus." But um, <laughs> no, the people who take it serious take it fucking serious, and you can d- definitely tell either the LARPers or people who have actually been in the military because they are all on the same page in the way that they mm-hmm. talk. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. should I just like talk like them, or should I talk like the normie that I am? Like, the fuck are they doing? They could just be LARPers who really like that kind of shit, but some of those guys mm-hmm. are like talking like in code and shit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm not, like I'm one of those things, like that game is almost like saving Private Ryan all the fucking time because, like, there's this dude running across this bridge and I put a few rounds in him with my light machine gun and he just fell mm-hmm. and I was like, because they don't tell you if they die, if they there's die, no kill confirmed no yeah. yeah, there's no hit markers or anything. Mm-hmm. I just I shot over there and he just falls into the bushes and I was like, I don't know if he's dead. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bunch of uh, tactical shooters like that that I love. I love not knowing if I killed the guy or not because you actually have to like like, look. Yeah, and then the proximity chat is like really good because if you die, you're just done. Mm -hmm. So like we were like running up this trench in Caratan. It was like a drainage ditch full of water, and we're just but you can crouch and run, which I think is kind of cool, dude. All um, games need that. I fucking love when a game's got the balls to do that. Yeah. And so we're all just crouching through this, you know, like we're in the jungles of Nam. And like oh, and this two of my squad come up over the berm and they go, oh, my God. And then they got halfway through armor. And all of a sudden you hear it just blow up from the tanks. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I marked them and I was like, Commander, I need an airstrike on, on a Bravo mark now. And all of a sudden, you hear they're just like bombing the armor. Yeah, I love that. That, that there's you, it's not like a, a kill streak. You literally have to tell somebody where you need it, and then somebody fucking sends it. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. You tell the commander, and like the commander can give you supplies to because the engineer can build sandbags and stuff like that. So you have and resupply. To, yeah, and it's it's wild. Yeah, so, you actually, it's like an operation. You have to like be working together and ask for shit to be sent in and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and like squads can't have, like they can only have like one anti-tank guy. They can only have one heavy machine gunner. They can only have, mm-hmm. you know, they can have nine assault dudes or something like that. But um, yeah, if you're like a rifleman, you're using like a carbine or a fucking mm-hmm. you know, garand or something like yeah, that. Two medics or some shit like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I. I really enjoy that game but for new people it's daunting as hell oh dude when we first started playing we were just fucking running around and then i'd look back and there's like five people falling me i'm like 
don't follow me. I I just started this game. <laughs> but then I realized that was the fucking commander, squad commander, and then somebody's like calling me up, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta <laughs> put my big boy pants on. I took on the wrong role. Because yeah, yeah, all the squads were full, so I was like, I'll just make one. And then I was the commander, and then people start joining it, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm responsible for these guys. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it was a wild ride. Um, and like, you almost got to be in like a certain kind of mood to play that game. Because yeah, I, don't, I, I haven't played it much since we played it. I played it a couple times, but um, when I do play it, I really enjoy it. But that, that's a game... That like you you need to have you have like time to play a match because they last a while. But also you have to be in like the mental state to have that kind of slow pace. You're gonna be sitting here for a while, waiting on shit, tactical combat. Like you have to be in the mood for that, um, or getting shot once and just dying instantly. Just running across the field, mm-hmm. and you're dead. There's nothing more. Yeah, and that like. It's not that it's frustrating because there is like a spawn timer and there is like and it's like upwards like 45 seconds sometimes you're just like come on man let me in mm-hmm. but uh nothing is more irritating than you're like running all the way across the field you're just hanging out with a bunch of your bro- with your bros to get to that part took like five six minutes mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're just and you're just dead yeah and you're like oh my god and you gotta and then you respawn back to the place you were run all the way across that field again it's just like there are times when i'm like holy shit can i just not die for this these few minutes just so i can fucking try and get somewhere in this fucking game or see somebody the fucking one time me and you played around the time that you were like getting ready to hop out because you're going to better where the fuck me and you were at a fence line and there's some shit going on across the field in town and I'm sitting there and I got my medic across by the, the building and you're next to me. And then I hear that fucking headshot metal sound like tink. And you just kind of drop on the ground. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck. And I'm like, medic. And the guy's like, okay. He's like, I'm on my way. And the guy's like laying on the ground, like crawling and shit. And you're just like laying there, just hanging out. And he's like crawling over to you fucking slowly. And he finally gets you. And as soon as you get there, or as soon as he gets there, you just go and disappear. I was like, did you fucking respawn? You're like, oh, I got to go to bed. He's like disappeared. <laughs> I was like, oh, you wasted my fucking medic's time. Holy shit. I got to risk this whole life to fucking get over there. And you're just like, I'm out of here. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun game. I definitely recommend it. Even if you're thinking about it, you're like, well, yeah, is, this, is that one good? It, it is good. I like it a lot. And uh, there is definitely um, stuff you have to learn. But um, uh, once you start getting it down, it's it's gratifying um it's thirty dollars so it might be a little pricey but uh it's pretty cheap too though that's not perfect middle ground there's a lot there and it's early access so they're still adding to it so it feels like it's i I feel like 30 bucks is is a a good price for it it feels Mm -hmm. like you can get a lot of gameplay out of that especially if you're looking for that specific kind of game you want that world war ii tactical experience 30 bucks is a steal um so yeah, I'm gonna move on. Let's see, because I got two more games to talk about. Uh, Volcanoids. I'll keep this one short. Uh, this is another game that me and you played together, um, and it is a uh, fucking 
crafting survival game where you uh, are in a submarine at the beginning and then you're on an island and depending on the difficulty that you pick there is a volcano in the center of the island that is going to erupt and when it erupts it just eviscerates everything that's on on the surface level so what you're trying to do is you are uh, building or finding and taking and claiming uh, these drill mobiles that you can customize. So um, you can build you know, different kinds of crafting stations, weapons, all sorts of shit, and you can drive these drills into the ground. So when you're underground, eruption happens, you don't die. But uh, when you're underground, you can actually pilot underground. You get this map, it's a top-down map, where you can drive around underground, and there's different points where you can come back up above ground, but also there's like a lava down there you gotta watch out for, uh, which will overheat your um, drill and blow you up. Um, there's resources to find down there. There's abandoned drills down there you can fucking do stuff with. And uh, yeah, pretty much the, the core loop of the game is you are exploring, you're mining for resources to uh, essentially upgrade your drill, upgrade your stuff. And um, the island, as far as I know, is in four sections of, uh, of um, uh, resources and difficulty. So you're just trying to get further and further on the island. It does feel very early access, but the concept is absolutely there. Um, I don't know if I'm super stoked to play it right now, but I am stoked to see where it goes. Because me and Josh played for quite a bit of time. We, I mean, we got the we had two, three hours. Yeah, we got we got the idea down. Mm-hmm. I felt like I pretty much got what was going on with it. And uh, yeah, overall, it's kind of cool. And it's also steampunk, which is interesting. It's uh, you know, kind of old timey. Got like an old timey pistol revolver, but then like you're fucking out these steam drill machines, and there's all these like weird robots running around. They have to fight. Um, mm-hmm. and the eruptions really neat looking. Um, you can, when you're underground, look through a periscope and kind of see above ground. And, uh, I watched the mountain erupt and it's just like, it just blows up at the top and then the pyroclastic flow just goes whoosh, just across the island. And then it's like super foggy and you can barely see, and then it starts clearing and all the lush grass and trees is just eviscerated and it's just ash on the ground and the trees are just destroyed and then over time like the ash will slowly disappear and the grass starts coming back okay so it's kind of a reset cycle yeah i've seen parts of it um ironically on tiktok out of all places so yeah it's weird that's weird i post gaming (laughs) show on tiktok no one gives a fuck on there um But then a bunch of other people do. So apparently people are trying to... I was going to say, everyone and their brother posts gaming shit on TikTok. So it's fucking... It's kind of a, uh, a crowded market. Where they try to fucking teach it how to use a computer. And it's something stupid. Like, if you hit control, delete. I'm like, okay, this is stupid. But it's it's also not YouTube. It hasn't been around for the long, as long as YouTube. So there's the algorithm still allows random shit to be seen, which is nice. Whereas YouTube, mm-hmm. you fucking upload a video. You better goddamn be networking with people. Or hoping the algorithm will actually show your video to anybody. I'm mm-hmm. hoping everyone's hitting that like button like a thousand times. So yeah, that because YouTube, goes, YouTube, oh, okay. YouTube does not want you discovered at this point. They want Jimmy Kimmel and other people discovered. Um, oh, blackface Kimmel, dog. Yep. Um, so anyway, yeah, TikTok actually. I, like, I'll upload a little video and fucking um, I'll get like 500 views on it. I'm like, that's crazy. That would never happen on YouTube unless I like got on the algorithm and it was like a you know a cyberpunk video when the hype was building for that or something like that. It has to be the right place, right time, half luck, half the right stuff, stuff like that. So TikTok is truly still kind of the wild west. All the stupid little fucking things you have to like every YouTuber asks you to do every one of them, and there's a reason they're asking for that. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, way off topic. Uh, 
I don't have much more to say on Volcanoids. I think it's a neat concept. I, I can see where they're going with it. I hope they add more to it, and uh, I will definitely play it more. Um, but right now, it still feels very early. But like I said, that concept is very, very strong. You really, you, you know what they're trying to do with it, and I think they're nailing it. But I like to see some longevity uh, worked on. I like to see some a little more of a tutorial process because you start 100%. and you're like, and they're like, "Hey, make this, make this, make this. Have fun." And yeah. then you're like, wait, what the fuck? And then our drill blew up. And I was like, so we're just don't have a drill anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, turn, and then like, I found this boss ass one and then it turns out to claim it. You got to rip half of the shit out of it. Dude. Yeah. We were so destroying that thing much- forever. And then I got fucking really tired. I was standing in a field watching like half fall asleep <laughs> and you were just over there. And finally, like five hours later, you're like, all right, it's claimed. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I just walked in there and it just looked like a fucking piece of shit. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it was just full of holes and yeah, shit. Yeah, we had to repair the like, whole thing. You have to destroy the bitch to fucking even take it. But like, they get, like, you get, like, three or four cars on that thing eventually. And it's just, this. it looks yeah, like, it turns a, into like a train sandworm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's fucking this insane thing. So I, I would like to see it get to that point. But, like, fuck, trying to figure out what does what is a giant I, Pain in my I ass. actually appreciated the tutorial when I first started the game. I'm like, well, this actually is a pretty thorough tutorial. And then it stops being a tutorial more so it just gives you missions and then you're guessing what the mission wants you to do. Mm-hmm. It just goes, do yeah. this. And I'm like, but how do you do that? And I start clicking on consoles. I'm like, I think this is it. Or just have like a name for like something like tier one, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what's that? It doesn't explain to you what it is. Yeah, it's like build this. I'm like, okay. And it's like, put it in here. I'm like, what is that? Yeah, what's it you know? doing? And then you're like, like, why am I putting it in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing it's just like dude it's just like stepping you through something but won't give you the info on it i'm like this is the worst way to teach anyone anything yeah um yeah pretty cool game would like to see further what they do mm-hmm. with it um yeah. you have anything else you want to say on it no um i'd really like to get more into it though because that whole time i was like i don't i don't know if i'm having as much fun as I think I could here. I was more so. interested than I was having fun. Um, mm. Cause I think the concept is cool, but the game itself, I was like, eh, it's still kind of hollow. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's more to do for sure. And I hope they add more, but yeah, I'll come back to it. And then uh, the last game that I've pretty much primarily been playing this whole month is first class trouble, which if you don't know what that is, it is starting to pop off now. Um, I'm seeing some of the big streamers playing it. Um, it is a uh, Among Us style game of deception where you, there are six people in every game and two of those people are something they call personoids, which are essentially these uh, robots that look like humans. So the story essentially is uh, these people live on a ship, I forgot the name of the ship, and the AI is trying to kill everybody. So it starts sucking up the oxygen. There's personoids trying to stop the people from stopping the AI from doing this while the other people are trying to stop the AI. There's three stages. You start at the living quarters and then the second stage is a random stage. Could be a pool, could be um, a casino, could be a bunch of stuff. These all have different hazards, different tools, different ways to kill people. And then the last stage is kind of the big confrontation where there's like two things you can do figure shit out and then go across a bridge and finally shut off the AI, which takes uh, 
all the humans to do. Um, so yeah, like I said, two personoids, four people, and you are essentially trying to figure out who the two personoids are, and the personoids are trying to dispatch the people trying to figure out who they are. Um, the game has a lot of interesting things going on uh, for the genre, uh, considering the personoids cannot directly kill people uh, without a syringe, which are limited. They have to find the syringe, take the syringe, and they can kill one person with one syringe. But you have to uh, you have to take it, and people will see you take it, so you got to be very sneaky about that. Um, you have to coordinate with your other personoid to do that kind of stuff. Otherwise, uh, two personoids can't kill anybody, but in the game, to dispatch anybody... Two people can, one person can grab somebody and takes a second person to choke them out and kill them. Mm. So two personoids can't do that. Um, only uh, two humans or one human and personoid can do that. Um, so anyway, uh, you're going through these stages as a human. You're looking for logs that give you information on who may be the personoid. It doesn't tell you directly. Sometimes it's pretty fucking straight up info though. Um, but it gives you all these hints to kind of play around with. And uh, it, it turns into a lot of mayhem. People are just killing the wrong people sometimes or they're trusting the wrong person. Um, and uh, it's it's a really fun game. This this genre has always really appealed to me, but I haven't found the one that's really done it for me. So Among Us, I think, is a fun game. I think it's really simplistic, which I love about it. It's the simplicity that's really cool. It's just get in there, chop a dude in half, and keep moving while everybody's going like, wait, what happened? And they hit a button and you can talk. Um Project Winter is kind of interesting, although for some reason that game attracts a lot of assholes. Um, <laughs> in that game, you're in a cabin and uh, you're trying to escape this winter hellscape and there's people trying to stop you from escaping. And it's pretty similar, but the the objectives in that for the people trying to escape are kind of confusing specifically for anybody who's kind of new to the game so it's really hard to get a team to work together in that game i thought at the end of the day you're trying to collect enough fuel there's all sorts of objectives you okay. have to do to complete in yep. the random i saw a random like clip where someone the the killer had locked away all the fuel so they couldn't wait. well they they probably needed fuel for something yeah yeah there's a lot of traps usage in that game and then uh games as simple as like push the button that's on jackbox it's uh it's a similar premise where someone's just top down they make people do tests and everybody kind of watches and sees who's failing the test and who's passing the test and kind of decides so the genre is really cool the thing i really love about this game is it's a third person game so you're in the action um it's got proximity chat so you're talking constantly there's a lot of conversations a lot of fun that's had just there alone although you know you're gonna of course run into assholes but there's an action element to it that's very simplistic some people were saying they almost wish it was more skill based i'm like no, no no i actually really dig that that when you throw a bottle it just locks onto somebody um somebody said that they wanted to be like pinpoint accurate you gotta throw it i'm like yeah but that that kind of would Push it away from people who want to play more casually. Yeah, uh, and I think that's the thing I love about it is the game is not about the action; it's about the deception. The action is just there as a tool, and um, I really dig that. Uh, but also, like, you can defend yourself, which I really dig as well. You can do that in Project Winter as well, but it's janky feeling; it doesn't feel as good because it's top down. And you're aiming in a weird way with crossbows and all sorts of shit. Although one time me and like four people chased the imposter through the woods with machine guns and rifles and we we're just shooting at him through the trees and tell him we're going to kill him. And he's just running. And finally we like shot him to the point where he's just on the ground and like walked up to him. Like fucking 
got anything last or any last words to say and he said something and we shot and killed him i was like that was intense that was crazy but anyway in this game uh there's like tense rackets there's bottles to throw you can push people uh pro tip if you look up high and you press the push button you can launch people into the air which is very useful with uh getting people over railing so uh now you know um and yeah, the, the game's a lot of fun. I recently did a highlights video of some of my early gameplay. I'm a lot better now at the game than I was then. And I have another highlight video I'm working on um, now. And then I think I'm going to try and stream it. I'm apprehensive about that because I can't control people's say. But I'd say about 99.5% of people are pretty tame. But every once in a while you get someone coming in there saying some shit that you would definitely get in trouble on Twitch for or YouTube. So I'm a little worried about that. But I think it would be a fun game to stream. Um, it's really fun to play with friends even though I fucking I feel bad sometimes because me, Josh, and Cody played it together. And um, I don't know. I can be persuasive sometimes. And Cody a lot of times <laughs> gets eliminated pretty quickly when I start talking. Um He's been killed at like the first level or the first uh, voting phase so many times it's ridiculous. Or in the <laughs> second place, someone just comes up and chokes him out because something was said and someone's like, we can't trust him. His name's also Blood Boy, so I think maybe people see blood in his name and they're instantly like, that's the fucking guy. Although my name's I'm Baby, which I think fucking works very well for me because people see me and they're like, hey, hey, baby. Um, so for some reason, like, people love just having a guy named Baby. Um but yeah, uh, it's really fun. It's really fun. It's fun to play with friends. It's nice that um, you can get like up to six people together. So you just play with friends only. Or if you have like three people together, you get into a match, you play together. And then when the match ends, you're still together. So you can just keep playing with randoms constantly. And um, yeah, games like this are really interesting too. Because you get to see real life psychopaths <laughs> play out their fantasies. Hopefully only their fantasies yeah. in game. Uh, one, I think it was my second match ever. I was a human, and this is the weird thing. So the personoids, if they press one, can see through walls, and they'll see red where the other personoid is, and they'll see green for the humans. And then they can, of course, see all the things that can hack to make the oxygen go out faster. But if you press two, you can talk only to the other personoid. It'll mute you to everybody else, and then the personoids can talk with each other to kind of plan things out. I think Josh has been utilizing that quite a bit because he always has these fucking plans concocted that i'm assuming he's talking with people about um usually no usually not oh really and i don't usually talk to that person there's a couple times where he did some shit i'm like were they planning that the whole fucking time like what the hell <laughs> um i was gonna say josh likes to manipulate logs but he did it one time i'm just really fucking pissed about it um <laughs> The game, the game. Luckily, I, I we all go into it knowing it's not personal. But holy shit, that game! I feel like with the wrong people could ruin some relationships. Uh, I've been the personoid, got Cody killed, which is my fucking objective, and he was like annoyed with me that I had done that. I'm like, that's what I'm supposed to fucking do. That's the game. Um, but I felt like that too, dude. Fucking. Uh, oh shit! What did you do? So in the last area, it was. Me, another guy, and Cody. Oh, yeah. And that like, pissed me the fuck off. And, like, I grabbed the log, and I was like, it says, oh, no, no, it was Cody, me, and you, I think. And then There's I was a fourth like, person. 
uh, yeah. In in anyway, I was like, Blood Boy and blah 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 are on the same team, and we knew that other guy was on this was a personoid. Mm-hmm. So we looked at Cody, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. And we just choked him out and killed him. But I told you guys the wrong names, so it was. Oh me. no, you're talking about you're talking about that, which did happen. That was yeah. annoying. But the thing that really pissed me off is me and you were both humans. And Cody is a personoid, and sometimes Cody just doesn't say anything. Um, mm-hmm. So he's just sitting there, and, and I fuck, I will get in the investigation. I start fucking pointing <laughs> fingers. Someone says something weird. I'm like, that's fucking weird, dude. And people are like, that is kind of weird. I'm like, it's fucking weird. And people are like, well, what are you saying? I'm like, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying keep a fucking eye on that guy. That's all I'm saying. Um <laughs> So we're getting like that, and like I'll start, I'll I'll start calling out fucking Josh instantly. I'm like, Josh, I'm, I won't call him Josh typically, but I call him his screen name or username. But I'm like, I'm like fucking, Bob Wall's doing some weird shit, and Josh is like, you're doing weird stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 you fucking, you're doing weird shit, like, uh, like we're doing that. And there's one match where at the very end, and we're all fucking bickering about bullshit, and Cody just stand in the background, sitting there like fucking just salad fingers, just hanging out, and we're all arguing and shit. And I think Josh is the fucking killer and he's thinking I'm the fucking killer. And like, I'm standing over in an, and the whole time I'm like, Josh is the fucking killer. He's going to try and kill me. I know it. Cause I'm on his shit. I'm fucking trying to get him. And I, and it's funny. Cause after the match, he told me, I found out he's the human too. So he's probably thinking the exact same fucking thing about me. <laughs> and, uh, Josh comes running over. And as soon as he gets near me, I know he's going to, I know he's going to do some shit. And he fucking shoves me towards the railing. And I just hit the railing. I didn't go over it. And inside, I just get up like, see, he fucking trying to kill me. And Josh, Josh's like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. He's like, that I didn't mean to. And I'm like, I'm like, bullshit. You're trying to fucking kill me. And we started just going crazy. And by the end, Cody like revealed himself to be the personoid. And like, I think he dropped somebody from the from the bridge. Somebody else died. And there's like one other dude. And Cody didn't know what to do. He was on the other side of the bridge. And he's like, "What? how do I get over there? Like, he's like hitting the button or whatever. And the guy <laughs> died from losing oxygen. So he technically yeah, won, he but he just like was like almost not involved that whole match. <laughs> yeah, because he went over to the other side. He dumped you in the pit because you have to hold on to the button to keep yeah. the bridge up. Because if you let go, it'll kill that person. Yeah. So he I, I was like, I was like, it wasn't fucking me. I was like, blah, blah, blah. I scanned that guy because the logs told me this. And then, um, and then I shoved you and then I was back. I was back and I was like, everybody say the fuck back. And I backed into the water. I backed off that one edge mm-hmm. and I died. And then I was like, fuck. And, uh, and then, uh, Cody crossed and then he had the button you crossed, you dumped him. And then the guy couldn't get across. So he just there was one round where cody was the person and he's the last one and the guy who was alive was across the bridge and cody was like over there throwing bottles and he was like i don't know what to do he's like do I? he's like laughing because he's like we all found out he's the person it was just him that one guy and there was on the other side of this fucking chasm and the guys died from oxygen but anyway uh shit like that happens and, and it's funny but um this one t- the one time i i walked into a room and I saw these two guys in the corner, and they, they were just like, this guy's like, so what, do, I pre- do I press two to talk? He's like, you just press two to talk to me. And I'm, I'm standing there watching them and listening. And I'm just, and this is my second game ever. I'm like, that's weird. And they turn like, what? And I'm like, that's fucking weird. What are you guys doing? And they're like, we're just talking. I'm like, talking about pressing two to only hear each other? I'm like, that's kind of fucking weird. And then like, I walked in the kitchen, the guy's like, looking at him. I'm like, dude, I'm on to you. I'm fucking watching you. And he's just like, I didn't do anything. I'm like, you're trying to talk privately with that guy? That's fucking weird. And now I just be like, bullshit, those guys are the dudes. But then I was like, I don't get it. What are they doing? 
Anyway, the guy comes up behind me in the kitchen, kills me. I'm just like, whoop, and I just died instantly. Um, <laughs> here's the fucking crazy shit, though. This is where you see the psychopaths. As I'm dead, when you're dead, you're like this robotic vacuum. You can fly around and like one gets a lucky charm. The other vacuums as people die can drive around trying to take it from you. And uh, like I said, lucky charm. It's a fucking four leaf clover. Um, <laughs> and it's like it's like tag or whatever. I think it's just to keep people busy while they're waiting. But also you can just watch as people play. I'm watching and there's the person that killed me, the other person right in the same room, and then one human. The other two humans are off doing something. I'm dead. They don't know I'm dead yet. Fucking the person that didn't kill me, I don't know if he meant to do or not, but he has grabbed the human. And as soon as his hands even fucking touched that boy's shoulders, the fucking person that murdered me like ran up. He's like, get the fuck off him and like shoved the other personoid head first into a bar. And the guy just hit the ground. The other person hasn't even said shit. And fucking the person that killed me is like, get this motherfucker. And he grabs him and the guy runs up. He's like, yeah. And he starts choking. He's like, he's like, yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. He's like, yelling, and the other person just dies. And then, the, and he's like, I fucking saved you. He's like, yeah, dude, thanks. He's like, yeah. He's like, I fucking saved you, dude. And he's like, all right, let's let's get these keys and get the hell out of here. And they like ran off. And then the, the person that died, he's just like, I feel betrayed. I'm like, you were betrayed. That dude just fucking killed you. And uh, he's like, what the fuck was up with that? I'm like, he, dude, he's playing the long con. Dude. He, <laughs> he wrecked you. Um, that guy ended up winning. He like took everyone out one by one. I was the first guy he killed. Um, but at the very end, he like trapped a dude across the bridge. And he had like had this whole villain speech he started giving him. He's like, it's just me and you now. And he started talking. I'm like, this guy has rehearsed this. This is a fucking <laughs> real psychopath. He also sounded like, like Jason Mewes, which was weird. That's uh, like Empire Strikes Back shit. Like it was horrible. Vader and Luke in the fucking Sky City. I was like in awe. I'm really like upset I didn't record that because I was like, I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> that dude just murdered that other dude. Although there was one match where I forgot what happened, but I think the guy I was playing with disconnected. We were all playing together, and I ended up winning. By myself, and I was like, that's wild. That game's fucking rough when you're by yourself. You gotta get real crafty. So anyway, I, I talk about this game all night. Um, I really like it a lot. Um, you'll probably see more from it, and I'll, I'm will i gonna try and stream it soon, because uh, I think it'd be a really fun game to stream. Any quick thoughts? And uh, let's just move into what you've been playing. Touch on the games we've already talked about a little bit, but, you know, talk about games. Um, no, that game is fun, and like you said, it it will destroy relationships if people aren't comfortable with who they're playing with. Mm-hmm. Because like, it's like you almost feel betrayed, but it's just the game. So, I mean, you really can't get upset with anybody about it, but yeah. uh, no, it's fun. And I'll, I'll definitely play it more. Um, the only other game I've been playing is Yakuza zero. I literally bought every single Yakuza. Um, Not the copy you left here. And, no, I just rebought that game. Um, <laughs> so did I. I have it on Steam. So yeah, I bought every single every single Yakuza for you know on PlayStation Five, and I'm going through them. I'm currently in Yakuza Zero, which technically I'm playing them out of order. Yeah, I should go. It should go one, two, three, four, five. Yakuza Zero, six, and then seven. Yeah, but I played seven. 
and then now I'm playing zero, go all the way through six. So, um, but no, I'm I'm having a blast. I I really love the the Yakuza games. They're weird juxtaposition between super serious story and like wacky ass side stuff. Is dude, they they are funny and charming and just really fun and lighthearted sometimes. And then people are just like getting unloaded on in the street, multiple bullet holes just in them, bleeding all over the place, and then getting shot in the head. And I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And they, they yeah. nail it. They It works. When the serious parts happen, I'm like, oh, shit. And then what's funny, I'm like, haha, this is funny. Yeah, it's like, it's it's such a, they marry that really, really well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know person, how. But that's how One Piece is for me. It's just it, goofy it's, and funny the it's, whole time. It's very anime esque. And then like a serious moment happen and that happens and I'm just like, holy fuck. Yeah. So. I mean it's it's like Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not to that degree, but like <laughs> it, it's it's an early example of yeah, like yeah. I, I, I get what you're a goofy, about. dumb character, but then when yeah. shit gets serious, you're like, Oh fuck. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for example, I just I just fought a boss in a sewer. I was driving a motorcycle in these sewers with a pipe. I fucking cracked the main character with it, and then I whooped his ass. And then I immediately started going on like a telephone dating mini game, where you gotta like have like a weird like conversation, mm-hmm. and then you like you get to meet up with them, and like it's like their own little mini game there too. And it was just it was like I was like I was just in this super serious brawl in a fucking sewer, and now I'm trying to hit up chicks on fucking the, on telephone Tinder. Oh yeah, and uh, that little levity. I think if the whole game was that super serious, I'd be like, "Holy shit, this is like almost too heavy." Like, I don't want to deal with this. So, I think the way they marry that's actually makes the games a whole lot better because it kind of gives you like a moment of levity, you know, like when yeah. you're doing the fucking the karaoke and someone's singing, and then you're just hearing yourself going, "Oh, oh, oh, oh," and da, like. Da, da. Sans uh, trying to uh, sing with them and play fucking uh, tambourines and shit. Uh, other than that, that's all I've been playing. Yeah, one one thing I want I want to say real quick before we move into the next thing because we definitely should. Um, it's already an hour and seventeen minutes into this. Uh, <laughs> that I watched a thing on the guy who created the Yakuza series, and uh, I didn't know this until I, they said it. I'm like, that makes all the sense in the world. He, uh, the dude worked on Shenmue and Shenmue Two. And uh, when the Dreamcast failed, he was like, I have this idea for the Yakuza series. Uh, he was really inspired by, like, um, he wanted to make, like, that Tokyo nightlife feeling, which I think they fucking nail. I love exploring um, the the city in, in Yakuza games. But uh, he was trying to sell it as this, like, serious Yakuza drama, but also, like, this funny comedy game with all these, uh, you know, mini games like that, which is pretty much what Shenmue was, just not Yakuza-related. Um, but it's also a brawler where he did mini games and explored a city and talked to all sorts of people and shit. Um, and, uh, Sega was like, fuck no. And he's like, dude, let me make this game. And if it doesn't do well, I will, I'll quit. I will, I'll never work here again. Like I'm, I'll risk my whole fucking job on this. And eventually they did do it. And now he's like the most successful creative dev at Sega. I will say, uh, Yakuza is he also looks like a Yakuza character. More and more popular every time one comes out. Yeah. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, well, he like I said, he's the top dog at Sega now. Yeah, because you. Well, I'm sure that took a whole lot, but sure. But he still <laughs> he still went from a time right after Dreamcast where he had to, like put his name on the right. line, 
and now he's like running shit so um yeah cool. yeah the, um real quick note there's uh it literally took the yakuza cast and the characters that everybody knows mm-hmm. and they put them in feudal japan there's two of them and i guess they're gonna try and localize them for the states yeah i heard about that um i'm definitely fucking stoked for that yeah me too especially if it's as i feel like the chances weird. are better now than ever too because oh, yeah. of how mm-hmm. well six seven zero and like a dragon have done yeah, I still see like a dragon. They, I see people streaming awesome. zero all the time like yeah. right now. So yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're great. Um, we should move on though. So let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing. What uh, what games did you recommend us play? What games are you excited to play soon? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, so there are games coming out this month, and two of them that are kind of on my radar are uh, Returnal and uh, Near Replicant. So we have videos for both of those that we're going to be watching, reacting to, and talking about. And the first one we are going to uh, react to is the Returnal hostels trailer for ps5 uh which i think is going to show enemy types in returnal um and yeah if you don't know what Returnal is you're going to find out soon but it seemingly seems like a bullet hell game meets kind of doom sci-fi shit like it seems like you're doing a lot of jump around shooting and dodging shit so um yeah we're gonna watch this uh i'll say real quick i'm I went from going like, yeah, that game looks like whatever. And then when we saw the last one, I was like, whoa, that game actually looks kind of sick. So I'm actually really excited to see this and uh, see if it drives any more hype for me. I'm already sold on the game. So um, I'm most likely going to pick it up when it comes out. Uh, Any thoughts on this before we watch it? The only thing I was going to bring up is when you were fidgeting with the the page there, uh, when the comments popped up. there was a lot of positive comments too. So yeah, uh, I think they're doing a good job of advertising it in that case. So they waited though. Cause yeah. when they first showed it off, I was like, eh, it was pretty generic. And then when yeah. I saw the gameplay, I was like, Whoa, what the fuck? I didn't know right. it was that. I thought it was gonna be like a adventure sci-fi horror themed thing. Maybe with some shooting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you see, or did you remember that game? Dead nation? Yeah. Uh, Housemark made that game. Yeah, yeah, they. I think they made something else too. It's like really kind of small. This is like their biggest project. It is a hundred percent. They yeah. they do twin stick shooters. Yeah, this is the first time they've ever done some super triple A. Yeah, which is crazy. All their twin stick shooters are great. Yeah, so. I love twin stick shooters. So, I most of them that I play, I like. So it's kind of cool to see. I always love seeing a company that has made like low budget games like dive into something big. Um, mm-hmm. It's always really interesting for sure. It's it's kind of a huge leap. So. Any thoughts? Uh, no, I just remember being kind of intrigued by it. I, I honestly doubt it's something that I would play, but it, I, uh, I'm definitely like curious because I think thematically it's uh, very interesting. So yeah, Josh, thoughts? Mm-hmm. No, I'm uh, I've been in kind of on media blackout with this game, like I usually am with games that I'm kind of looking forward to. So, um, so you're I guess we'll see how this goes. So well, I always do this for Josh because fucking for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> Uh, Josh has this thing where he doesn't like to watch trailers for stuff, um, which I actually kind of respect. Um, I'm kind of in the middle. Sometimes I, there, I have a cap where I can stop watching because I'm like, I don't want to see any more. For sure. Me like Final Fantasy like Seven, yeah. I was like, okay, stop. Okay, stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> but Josh just straight up doesn't want to see anything on it. Yeah. I'm like, see the trailers? Like, I don't watch that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> How do you uh, live, man? So when, he, when he's on the show, when we watch trailers, half the time he he's, hasn't been watching them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna ruin that for him. Um, anything else you guys want to say? 
That's Ready cool. with the video? Mm-hmm. All right. Three, two, one, and go. Look the PlayStation Studios logo. Look at that. This is on PS5. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good looking game. Pretty frenetic. Uh, I was say that you can even bounce around like that and shoot like cool weapons and stuff. This is like right on my alley. I've never encountered such hostility. Plus, I, I was actually talking about this today. I don't like blocking games. I like dodging. Yeah. I hate mm -hmm. allowing someone to touch me in a game. So, like, um, I love that there's an emphasis on dodging. I also love, like, the bullet hell nature of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she dodged, like, backwards, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of is reminiscent uh, in the dodging and the, the mechanic. I'm struggling to spit this out, but near Automata. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a yeah, bunch of stuff sure. going on, and you can dodge through or over them and stuff. So. Yeah, um, obviously the combat's different because it's a gun and not swords. But in a weird way, it kind of reminds me of Vanquish. Do you remember that game? Yeah, I mean that game was weird because you slide all over the fucking place on your back and shit. But uh, but that game was like really kinetic, and you're constantly moving, and that's what it kind of reminds me of. It also reminds me of Doom a little bit because it's got that philosophy of always moving and shooting. Yeah, I would, from visually, from what I'm seeing, I would say it's like Doom meets Nier for me. For sure, yeah. Nier mm -hmm. has that bold hell feeling to it as well. Well, and especially they showed a lot of that off this district. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm fucking, I'm definitely picking that up. Mm -hmm. That looks like a game I would play. It, look, it looks fun to play. Like, mm -hmm. uh, that sounds kind of dumb because you hope any game you play is fun to play. But some games are funner than other games to play. You might be playing the game for the story. You might really yeah. like the fucking characters. You might like some of the mechanics. You might like the idea of building up resources to achieve things. But this game just looks like like when you're in the moment bouncing around shooting and dodging stuff, it's just going to be fun. You're going to have all these tools, weapons, and stuff like that to defeat these enemies in fast-paced combat and that's really something that oddly I don't think is that common. Mm -hmm. I mean, near, yeah, mm -hmm. near's like that. There's a lot of movement in that. You're fucking flying around, and attacking stuff like that. Yeah, I was saying. Doom, um, a bunch of shit, yeah, yeah. but but not not enough. A lot of stuff is still trying to be like Call of Duty, somewhere mm -hmm. in between tactical and run and gun. And uh, I also just love I love all the the colorful telegraphed moves that are obviously designed in a way that is, is telling you to dodge them and yeah. move, which is very near as well. Yeah, and then this one where I really got that, especially the last two things that just repeated there were like mm -hmm. the rings on the ground they did to jump over and then the other person just like lobbing orbs everywhere. Like this person's going to do it too. Yeah. Um, super reminiscent of the bosses in Nier. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this game was inspired by Nier. Yeah, I mean, well, that game was kind of a surprise success, too, because I, yeah. I I think they expected to make their money on it, but I don't think they expected to sell, you know, even over a million copies. I think Nier sold, like, six, seven million now. Yeah, so. yeah Nier was kind of a, a big surprise for a lot of people. Yeah. But, yeah. Definitely. Thoughts? Um, No, the, the enemies looked cool. The game's super, like... 
you know, we're, we're always seeing these games now that are that aren't built for the PS5. You know, they're kind of um, built for the PS4 and you know, yeah. up-res. So actually, seeing a this is a PS5 exclusive game. Yes, um, is nice. It's really good to see some movement in that area because we've literally had nothing since Dark Souls. Mm. So Demon uh, Souls. Or Demon Souls. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So I'm really looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to getting into it. I really like roguelikes. So this is right up my my alley. Uh the fun frenetic combat seems uh I mean it seems awesome. Like so I, I really can't wait to play it. and it comes out April thirtieth. Yeah, Destruction so. All Stars is a PS five game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, sure I'm, there was a response there. I, yeah, I don't even know. What that was. <laughs> I don't know if he was responding to what I said or something else. Um, <laughs> sound like he got a little taste of a, a good cookie or something. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm not listening to this idiot. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you though. It's it's coming out soon. I'm stoked on this. Uh, I was already sold on it. Watching this again kind of just reinforced that I want to play this game. This game looks sick. I'm really excited to play it. And you bring up a good point. It's a fucking PS5 game. And it looks like a PS5 game. And it plays smooth as shit looking. Like, that's the thing I'm loving about it too, is like, the animations are smooth, the gameplay's smooth, buttery smooth. Uh, it's fast-paced. Like, it just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to play. Hopefully there's some really cool, like, upgrades or, or perks or something like that to play around with. I think that would be the perfect mix for me of like fun, fast kinetic combat and uh, upgrades. I would fucking love that shit. Also the, 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 uh, the world and enemy style is very cool. Yeah. 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 I love, I love sci-fi. I also like dark sci-fi, you know, like HR Geiger shit. Well, but the the vibrant lighting on top of that, um, just gets to pop more because the background is just so yeah. dark. That's what I was so. saying earlier when the guy was swinging the sword and stuff like that. It's all neon colors mm-hmm. mixed with this really drab, uh, dark sci-fi look. Yeah, it's a really mm-hmm. cool mix. I hope this. I mean, unless this game sucks, then I'm gonna take this back. But I hope this game does well because yeah, if these sure. guys have only made twin stick shooters, um, it's quite the upgrade. Mm-hmm. But and Housemark's kind of like a, a PlayStation darling. So yeah. Um, Let's hope that they don't uh, jack up their reputation with it. But um, from what I'm seeing so far, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, it looks looks great. Anything else? Yeah, I mean, I think I think what we're looking at is going to be like okay at worst. So. Yeah, which is fine with me. Yeah. I'm okay with mm-hmm. okay games. Not every game has to be amazing. For I sure. still have to suck. So, which is pretty rare. It's pretty rare when I play a game that I'm like, this game sucks. Blair Witch. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> life is strange drawn to death anything else nah all right quick and easy let us know in the comments what you guys think of returnal are you looking forward to playing it are you not interested in it do you have a ps5 to play it on are you planning on getting a ps5 to play it yeah i apparently they were getting kind of more common and then i read a thing going like the the certain chipset thing they can't get anymore so ps5s are going to disappear again i'm gonna say everything i've heard everything right now People are like, well, we thought we were going to hit a mark, but now it's looking like next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, man. People are going to have to wait. Oh, well. Um, yeah, let us know what you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to Returnal. Are you stoked? I am. All right, next video we're going to watch is a 15-minute video for Near Replicant. This is gameplay. This is uh, via PlayStation Underground, and I think it's on PS4. That's what, Yeah, it says PS4. Um, 
And yeah, new gameplay, video highlights, improvements to combat, all that shit. They're going to talk about it. I know they talk in this video, so we're going to have something to listen to. And yeah, uh, quickly, um, I think we're all fans of Nier uh, Automata or Automata, however you like to say it. Um, and so I'm assuming we all want to play this game. Uh, is there anything particular you're looking forward to? You're just ready to play it now? Any thoughts on this before we watch this video? I think it's just going to be fun to, to, to play it uh, just because... Um, the original game games, you know, were made uh, that were made before uh, Near Automata were not made by Platinum Games. They were made by Square, so they're going to feel different in the way they play. So I'm kind of curious to see how that feels in comparison, um, and especially because this is going to be a lot of people's second. But the experience. same, but the same dude designed them, didn't he? He made them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the same Guard creative 3, mind is there. Yeah, yeah. Wherever the fuck and this, the original one. Yeah, yeah. I I expect combat to feel a little stiffer though. Um, I thought I thought they're making improvements to make it feel more in line with. They are, yeah. They're also uh, they're adding content to the game, so this is more. There's another video that I was gonna watch, but it was about extras you can get if you buy the game, and it showed like stuff from near Automata. There's some cosmetics you can get, but there's also new dungeons they're adding to the game. That, but also there's um, I think a costume that lets you play as the original, an original character from the original one that's not in this one. Um, oh, from the U.S. version where the the main character was older instead of young. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can play as him or something. We were I was gonna watch that, but I was like, I think this fifteen minute video is a little more substance, more substance to talk yeah, yeah. about. So, um, no, I'm excited. Um, I also hope that if it does well and they do a good job with uh, not only like remastering it but like adding stuff to it, um, I hope they revisit some of their other games in the series. But I also hope it it convinces them to start working on another title it doesn't oh, have to be near automata 2 because i know sure i think th- i yeah. don't think they should do an uh, automata 2 i, I think agree. they should make the fucking yeah. brand new near agreed uh that has all the similar things you expect the fucking awesome sound design and music the um, story that's but never a, happened but a different story different world maybe connected loosely in some way i fucking love that shit like that'd be awesome yeah. i wouldn't i will not complain whatever they make though but I think it would be cool to have something distant like they've been doing with all these yeah, games. Yeah, I, I want to see him get another uh, another title because lately all he's done is like mobile game stuff and like side project Exciting. collaborations and stuff. And uh, I don't feel like he gets to like make anything that way because he has to like fit within other structures at that point versus yeah. making his own project. So. Uh, Bayonetta 3 not locked on the Switch. That, that's not... Um, that's what I want, one. but it is a platinum game, though. Right, this isn't. This is a square game, though. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't they have? Well, well, didn't they have platinum games work on it? They they co uh, made. Mm. Yeah, but Man. before that, it was also in house square. I don't. I don't watch trailers. Okay. True. We covered. This. <laughs> what does that have to do with this? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm excited. I'm buying it. So. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't have much to add to that. I'm, I'm pretty sure things that I agree with. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, this is a game that I did not play when it when it originally came Same. out. I love the idea of games that needed or should have gotten attention but didn't getting a second chance. Mm-hmm. I think it's the perfect time. Just like Yakuza, Yakuza existed for a long time. Beloved in Japan 
but also by a small group of people over here. For sure. And that game should have failed. And then eventually, you know, kind of even Monster Hunter had a niche crowd and now World happened and everybody loves it. So <laughs> Near Automata came out and that shit just like people didn't know what the series was played in. Like, I love this. And then by word of mouth, it got really big. So to go back and play this version of an older game but modernized is really exciting mm-hmm. uh, i have seen some gameplay already and it it looks like a brand new near game um the graphics are great it looks like it plays really well so i'm really excited to see more on it i want to hear more on it um, i'm already sold but yeah i'm, I'm long story short i'm excited to play this i'm game. ready to I'm be depressed by the end hopefully, <laughs> hopefully with a little luck and god on our side we'll be very depressed by the time uh, we beat this game which is typically my f- favorite way to end any game uh, you know, being that I love Melgar Solid series. Uh, Josh, thoughts? No, I'm uh, um, excited to play it. Uh, like I said, I don't, I know what it is. I don't know much about it, obviously. So mm-hmm. um, maybe this will shine some light on it and I can have a better opinion by the end of it. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, you got the video ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's jump in. Three, two, one, and go. This is holy. Would you please stop pounding me? Then move! Oh, boy. It's never good when a book starts talking to you. You know, guys, I've heard of audiobooks, but this is ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's funny, bro. Must hey everybody, welcome to another episode of PlayStation the Underground. Shorts, dude. You got Tim and Kristen here. I mean, okay. Saber, hey. nine so S. we're joined by Reed who's the marketing lead on Near Replicant. People, Square Enix people call me nine. Near Replicant. Reed, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Really excited to be she here. She shuts him down too. Yeah. So this fast. is um, this is going to be like, you know uh, a slice of the, of Near Replicant um that we we haven't seen on the ramp up to this new release. Can you tell us a little bit about what we're going to be seeing? Sure, so this is pretty early in the game. Uh, it's a gameplay segment known as the Lost Shrine. And the reason we're going here is because our little sister Yona has disappeared from our village and we're Aww. frantically searching to find her. So this I'm is so the stoked to go into this game without playing the prior game. Yeah. Because it's going to be like, oh, it's going to feel like a brand new fucking we're game. We're checking out some, you know, sure. um, pre-captured gameplay. Although I'm sure a lot of people um, probably prefer yeah, if I had like played great, the prior game. Because uh, they probably love it. Like, you played it. Look at that guy go. Oh, yeah. But can you tell us about you know, this location and kind of its place within the world of Near Replicant? Sure. So this Lost Shrine location is pretty important to the rest of the game. We'll come back here a couple of times. Um, but we can tell, you know, just in the way that it establishes this world that we're in a very like future post-apocalyptic version of a modern world that's similar to mm-hmm. ours. Um, you know chronologically this takes place thousands of years into the future from you know our present time and then thousands of years before the events of near automata so we're kind of functioning in these like really cosmic um outrageous um periods of time (laughs) okay awesome yeah and and i've played some of uh near automata uh most of it i've gotten several endings um but i have not actually i don't have any experience with new replicant so Maybe, you know, one thing I'm kind of curious from, Same and boat, if there are so. good examples within this video as we're checking it out, um, this gameplay, you know, what are some of the, the, the really cool things that make Near Replicant, you know, unique um, from a gameplay perspective that, you know, are worth highlighting? From a gameplay perspective, I would say that, 
you know, if you're familiar with the original 2010 release of, you know, all caps near in the West, then there's going to be a lot that near Automata is establishing that this game tries to follow in the footsteps of. So, you know, where that original release was kind of panned critically for not having the greatest controls, greatest combat. That's how I'm used to um, saying it. Well, I feel like Automata, Automata, you know, I think it's more of the European way of saying it. Fluid, Maybe. I haven't heard much European people really saying it. And so that same amount of work has been applied to this also title people to bring it to that same Cocobo, level though. of fluidity True. and just grace and excitement. Crazy. It's interesting that we have, we just saw this like perspective shift yeah. for this little combat sequence. Uh, is this something that sort of happens a lot in the game? Absolutely. So, um, you know, uh, going back to fans of Automata, like that game really took advantage of this like perspective shifting um it would change genre a lot so not always like a hack and slash um sometimes like a bullet hell or um like a side scroller so this game will you'll, you'll start to realize that this game is actually the the one that established all of those mechanics to begin with and automata is kind of just expanding on them nice yeah, that's really cool. That was one nice. of my, you know, favorite elements nice, of Automata. Dude. So I, with going in with not a lot of experience with, with this near game, I, I was really happy to see that it has, like, some of those similar tenants. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, you know, another thing, like, the combat, the encounters, what is sort of the bread and butter of Nier's combat all about, as we're seeing here? So we're seeing a lot of uh, combos. A lot has been done to sort of you know, increase the range of what the player can do within combat. So you have light and heavy attacks, you have the ability now to um, dodge a little bit more actively. Um, you can parry enemies attacks. So if you hit the guard button at the right time, um, you'll parry the enemy's attacks, make them stagger a little bit and open them up Sick. to receiving more of your, uh, your attacks. Okay, gotcha. That, that was one thing that I really, you know, appreciated about near gameplay in general was just sort of like, depending on how deep you wanted to go and how technical you wanted to go, um, the game could either be really accessible in combat, um, or you could get really, really technical and so you get pretty um, wild, you know, yeah. really, really focus on your parries. Um, you, would you say that it's sort of that same level of sort of accessibility um, versus mastery that's attainable within your replicant? Absolutely. I would say there's a ton of variety here in terms of how you want to approach combat. You know, once we get um, the Grimoire Vice later and it opens up our ability to use magic, um, that provides even more, you know, possibilities. So you can, you know, like in Automata where you had the pods, you can apply pressure and damage with, um, you know, you're just kind of holding down R1 and like spamming the enemy with bullets. You can do that in, in this game as well with, uh, with magic while you're still attacking, while you're you know, trying to Damn, that, that is not a dagger. Well, technically, <laughs> daggers <laughs> fucked a lot up. Of possibilities here. Cool. I, mean, I have to see. We, we've equipped something called the Nirvana dagger, which is coolest name possible for a weapon. Dagger. So, what what are these monsters that we're sort of fighting up against right now? Uh, these are known as shades. So these are sort of the primary enemies you're going to be encountering throughout the game. They don't do very well in sunlight, which is kind of why they're steaming here. Oh, cool. So that's actually part of the game where, you know, you can draw them into these situations where they are exposed to sunlight, so they're a little weaker. Um, but yeah, these are these are the main enemies that you're going to be fighting through the story. That's really cool. So we're seeing, you know, maybe that was an attempt there too before the enemy was fallen to kind of knock them back into the, the sunlight. That's such a cool mechanic. I really like that. Obviously, like, this game's looking... It, it looks really pretty. Um, you know, the art style does a lot of 
a lot of heavy lifting for just how gorgeous these near games are but w what else has been done to sort of you know enhance the visuals of this or other elements um in this version of the game so i'm glad that you pointed out like the the textures and stuff have been upgraded the character models have been vastly improved in my opinion over over the original um but not only that like the the sort of more subtle elements like the music has been recorded, like this is early in the game he's in the tutorial yeah he's teaching how to look at play the score was like i think i can do a little bit better so um which is a lot fine of i don't want to see far into the game all of it has sure. been recorded and it sort of adds a very you know subtle gameplay layer um yoko taro talks about the the soundtrack being like the perfect background music and it's not in a way that's like negative or anything but it's it's in the sense that like the the I'll music should Kabe be in service of whatever emotion so. is being conveyed oh, dude, by I the game so we find a lot that um automata they're trying to layer the different portions of the soundtrack so you know while we're just walking around it's very calm it's very it's just the vocals but as soon as we get into combat the layers will sort of seamlessly add on the percussion comes in more instrumentation and really adds to that mm -hmm. organic feeling of excitement um as you're you start transitioning between the different types of gameplay i love here we have a looks like a, an environmental puzzle which is one of my favorite things to do in the game. Yeah, and you're going to find a lot of these, too. It's not just hack and slash all the way through. There are cerebral portions that sort of uh, test your your brain. Yeah. Test me, bro. Oh, that's weird to see. I just fought those guys. We found her. Oh, finally. We found our sister. She is behind something. That's the second boss in the raid. So, yeah, this is Better. so, so cool yeah. looking. I love this sort of... Um, I don't know. It, there's just not a lot of games that look quite Seems like, like this, that's uh, working. in terms of just like the art style of the, the enemies and just sort of like the ornate designs and and glyphs. Um, man, it yeah, goes. it's looking really great. Um, oh, all right. Oof. So what's what's happening here? So we found the egg buddy. Um, this is going to be our sort of magical companion for the rest of the game, but he's not going to be very happy about it at first. Oh, no. So we'll, I'll, oh, yeah, I'll let well. this play out a little bit. Cool, yeah, let's check it out. Yeah, let's take a look. I love that their armor looks like faces. Love of all that is holy, would you please stop pounding me? Oh, <laughs> then move! It's never good when a book Yoda! starts talking to you. <laughs> and I wanted to give you that space, you know. Um, this is, uh, of course, the amazing Liam O'Brien reprising his role as Kumar Vice. All of the original cast from the 2010 release has come back to re record cool. their voices. That's really cool. Oh, that's wonderful. That's so great. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, guys, I've heard of audiobooks, but this is ridiculous. Uh, Did you hear that twice? I want to apologize for my comment earlier about audiobooks. Um, but, so what, I wonder how long he's willing to say that. Like there, um, with, I got a funny with joke. Is that, is that a companion that's with you I'm through to say that the rest said of your replicant? Yes. Go plan in this video. I got a treat for everybody. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I feel like the, the relationship is, is pretty comedic. Uh, Grimoire Vice is kind of this stuffy grandiose arcane book with sort of all of the knowledge of the universe and he does not miss an opportunity to tell you that you suck at this or like you're doing this wrong <laughs> i was gonna say like right at the beginning there he was like listen you, you suck you know aren't doing too well and i am this ancient being 
exactly. I will grant you one final chance. It, it's one thing I appreciate about, you know, my experience with uh, Near Autonomous as, as well, which is just like, there's this balance of like levity and absurdity with, with some of the serious natures uh, and tone of the world at times, <clears throat> and bouncing back and forth between that. I think it's necessary, because honestly, this, the, the dark themes that are explored in both of these games could use a little bit of balancing, you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Alright, what's happening here? Ooh, what's happening here? Oh, yeah. oh, they aren't, do not look happy. No. <laughs> if I ever have a giant suit of customized armor, it has to have, like, a cool face on the front. Like, I want it to be Man, look at how they fucking move. <laughs> I love yeah. how they move. Great. Okay, so the Grimoire it adds some um, some ranged sort of combat options here, I'm seeing. Right, so you see the, the bar up on the top right, That's uh, the blue one is going to be your magic bar. So um, when, you're, when you're firing what's known as Dark Blast, these sort of magical projectiles at your enemies, the, the, the gauge will slowly deplete, so, so you can't always be, you know, holding this down and, and applying pressure. Right. Yeah, definitely. Stay calm. The man who keeps his oh. head in the right is the one who All right, so one of them broke out of his shell. Yeah, okay, so kind of... Oh, so this guy can sort of lunge at you. Yeah, seeing, like, some different attack patterns that you have to, to juggle and bounce between here. Mm -hmm. I just love the music. Yeah, it's, it's so intense. Okay, nice. Oh, yeah, so when they're knocked down like that, then that's your cue oh, to... Sorry, I gotta still finish ending C&D, so... Got it. And that sort of kicks off the, the next stage. Okay, gotcha. I always break through. Oh, that was close. Look at him. He's like, oh. If you have siblings, you know oh. how that goes. So many close calls. If you have siblings, you understand. Yeah. Oh, and if you notice. Oh, penis. Uh, if, you, if you notice in the back too, the, that sort of like magical barrier um, has some text on it. Um, it's known as angelic text in the universe of Nier, and it actually has, you know, uh, a a key to it that is equivalent to the English alphabet. So if you really took the time and you, and you had this key, you could decode all of these, you know, messages, and and you'll find some neat Easter eggs that the devs have put in. I love that. I love. Yeah, that's great. The the attention to the detail within the near series and you know near replicant is so impressive from like the um uh you know the made-up languages that are you know part of like those giving it to them tracks with the, with the, the soundtrack it's just, just really impressive absolutely and i'll plug you know a previous playstation blog where we interviewed emmy evans on how she created that yeah. language for the soundtrack it's really really interesting and I, I learned some, some new stuff reading that <laughs> This yeah. is attack. Going all out. Oh, I love that. Damn. Yeah. Or like a missile. Oh yeah, so so this is another um, upgraded sort of magical attack that we gain. Um, throughout the game you'll 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 progress and gain ever more powerful uh, magical attacks through the Grimoire Vice. This one's called the Dark Lance. Okay. The other guy's like, I am not yeah. okay with this. <laughs> Maybe you should have gotten some protective eyewear, I think. Um, that guy just lets it rip. The Grimoire is just like, just swat him. Just swat them from the side. This is one thing I also really like about Mir, and it's getting me excited about this this game as well, is that sort of like 
the almost like <clears throat> bullet hell element nice that parry. enters battles, uh, where it's just a, it's important oh, to I'm deal so damage and dodge. Uh, melee attacks, but you know these sort of space controlling uh, ranged barrages from bosses is so cool. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's one of the things that keeps like players on their toes the most is just they they have to you know change genres so many times throughout mm -hmm. this game. It's not just your traditional just hack and slash. There's exactly like you said. There's bullet hell. Yeah. So many, so many different ways to. That's one thing that I loved about Armada as well. It's like you. fucking everything yeah. and, you do in the game see, is just a spectacle. You know, a success, Every boss fight is like a spectacle. Here, it's like uh, everything's just an event. I guess, you know, we can say goodbye it's here, always changing things up. Yeah, it's really impressive. It makes it hard for you to, to get to a point of boredom. Yeah, you can because it's just constantly evolving, changing. You're going to do a third-person action game and now you're going to do a bullet hill. Now you're going to do this hacking minigame. And even the music is like... Evolving and changing, it's all layered. Yeah, and that's that, abrupt. Was that 15? Oh, Holy yeah. Crap, oh, yeah. Quick. So you know it's good. All right, what do we think? I mean, I was already gonna buy it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they um, have to sign thing to me. They just reinforced it. It was it was nice to see the a lot of the elements that I'm uh, familiar with, you know, still there. And obviously, they went through and they they smoothed it out because they wanted to feel closer to the game that people probably got introduced to. Mm -hmm. uh, more likely, um, while also still trying to keep it true. Uh, I also love hearing that they, you know, made sure to incorporate that layered music because I do think probably about half the experience in your automata it's is such music. a characteristic. Yeah, yeah it's, so, it's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm thrilled. Uh, even if the story's like okay, if the music's great, I'm just it is going to be more than enough to carry it for me. Yeah. I think this comes out. This month, yeah, well, I think it comes out in a couple days. Yeah, yeah, like within the next couple days. So yeah. Like, yeah. it's gonna be a day, I mean, day one buy for me. Yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, Chevy. No, you're good. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, it's gonna be a day one buy for me. Um, I really, they did seem to kind of nail a lot of the aspects that made near fun, mm -hmm. and just having those mechanics in like another world, a new world, is just something that I, you know. I can't really ask more for so that between the music it even looks like the pods are pretty much the same thing um magic spell book mm -hmm. um, so it does look like it's streaming a lot of it down making it into um the great playing hack and slash that near automata is now known for so yeah. i'm excited to play it I yeah. don't like fucking PlayStation Underground cringe cringe girls and boys, but fucking that's neither here nor there. Those are Josh's opinions expressed by Josh and Josh only. In case PlayStation wants to uh, 100% sponsor this show, um, which would never happen. Uh, it comes out April twenty third, so very soon. Yeah, Is that this Friday. Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, shit! I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to play this. Uh, kind of like what Chevy said, I was already sold. I'm I'm ready to go. I didn't need to see this, but seeing it, I'm just like, holy shit! I forgot how much I love near. Um, and you know, this this has. It, I mean, it already kind of set the stage for near automata. Um, 
so it's got all the beats that I like um, about the series. And, uh, you know, between Returnal and this, I, I'm just really excited to be playing some fast-paced uh, action games. Um, uh, definitely stuff worth worth playing right now this month. Um, I kind of forgot that, that we had some big titles coming out. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, this game looking really good graphically. Music sounds great. I love that it, they're doing the layered music like they did in um i'm assuming the original near but also uh automata uh i love that the cast from 2010 came back yeah to do the voice acting again um mm. that's kind of crazy because they could just you know took all the stuff from 2010 and maybe cleaned it up a bit but it, uh, it just shows another layer of them going we want the old fans to like it still yeah. but we want the people coming from near automata as their first near game to like it. Well, and so even though a lot of people out there are like purists, like the original is the best, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think it still would be a treat to play the same story again and have the same voice actors come back, but they're, they're not going to do it a hundred percent the exact same way they did it before. So I think mm-hmm. that'd be fun uh, to kind of hear the same casts again mm-hmm. doing it. That's, that's kind of cool. Um, this is 11 more years of voice acting. You know, the yeah. performances could be a hundred percent better. So, or maybe they got worse. That'd be crazy. Maybe like we've been sitting <laughs> around doing nothing. Um, that was the last thing we ever did. Uh, yeah, I think it's a really neat thing. Um, the environments look awesome. Um, the the gameplay changing up is expected, but very cool looking. Um, the combat is really cool. I like that it's pretty much similar, um, except for you know your weapons aren't teleporting in or whatever. But like. Um, yeah. Uh, but your book is essentially the same as the robot. Um, and of course this game came first, so it's really kind of interesting to see that evolution. Um, especially for this is an 11 year old game yeah. at this point. Yeah. So. And all the things that everybody was impressed with, with Automata, it's like there was a game that existed before that came up with most of these ideas. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really impressive. Uh, it's one reason I'm really excited to play this. And, um, I did buy you, I think some of the near, games i think dragon guard three and and gestalt yeah yeah which is um the u.s release of this game where you're an old older version of yeah this guy so instead, though, after playing this i'm sure i'll want marketing check those out uh, and see you know how close it came um to the original um but yeah i i sit here and babble about every little detail about this thing but all in all like i'm really excited to play this i think it looks fucking great everything about it looks awesome and uh it's got me so excited it's similar to resident evil village in the sense of like i i want to play this now i might go back and play um automata for the couple days i have until this comes out it's not that much of a wait so mm-hmm. i'm very excited for friday to play this yeah i i've been meaning to go back through uh Automata when I was it's on Steam, but there's a massive issue with the frame rate during cutscenes. Interesting, it, and, and it's not like a GPU problem. It's just with the game. Yeah, the like Steam people releases. Are, people have like modded it. Yeah, to make it um, playable because it's at like 15 frames a second in every cutscene, and that's some and like some of the cutscenes are like like the this will not continue fight. You know, one of the very first boss fights in the desert. Mm. Like that whole cutscene's fucking amazing. Yeah. When Adam's born. And like seeing that at like this chopped ass fifteen frames a second, I was like, What the fuck? Like it whole ruined the whole thing for me. So um I guess they are finally now working on a patch since 
the Game Pass version came out and it was perfect. Like the PC Game Game Pass version just worked great. And then people are like, dude, I bought this on Steam. What the fuck? Yeah. And, you know, so now they're it's in development. Which but. really really kind of sucks because like not to downplay anything on Game Pass. Game Pass offers an, an insane fucking value. Um, but I still personally like to support when people make something I like. And so it kind of sucks that the people who went out and actually bought it on Steam got shafted because like mm-hmm. you're you're supporting the creator more than somebody on game pass not like i said not yeah. trying to talk shit about game pass it's a great deal and it's mm-hmm. awesome that you can try all these fucking games for sure but um if you do really like something i do definitely support the idea of buying it mm-hmm. and it sucks that people on steam got fucked on that so i hope they do fix that sooner and later um but one thing i was kind of like rolling my eyes about when he said that there was even issues is like man japanese ports dude i remember dark souls playing dark souls on pc yeah, and i was just like what the fuck dude yeah especially dark, souls dark yeah dark souls that's yeah. the one like i yeah. played it and i was like this is unplayable yeah. and i looked at him and people like yeah you have to download these mods to make the game playable i'm like that's unacceptable that's fucking insane it looked great almost like when we were trying to play uh lost planet yeah that was a mess yeah dude like what the fuck get your shit together um so yeah i mean i'm really not surprised i don't want to be that way but like um, you said that there's issues i'm like fuck okay yeah i'm very i'm very likely picking this up on my playstation i wanted to kind of wait and see because i knew about the near uh, automata steam release i wanted to see what the pc release was going to be like but at the same time uh you know, I just know it's going to work if I buy it on my console. So. And, of course, you can plug your controller into your PC and play games. But, like, the, the way Nier plays feels so, like, arcade so, like, um, action-y that I like the way it feels like a controller. Mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed to buying it on a console either. It's probably how I'll buy it as well. Yeah, and when you're playing, like, like a twin-stick shooter on a PC is kind of fucked up. So, like, um, playing something like Nier where it does... Move genres. Um, yeah, it does feel a little more tactical and like tactile and nice on a controller instead of regular mouse and keyboard. Yeah, yeah, and it's originally designed with that in mind. So, yeah, for sure, I'll probably play on my PS5. Yeah, anything else you guys want to say? Three days. Three days. The shit's coming out. I think we're all on board, ready to play it. So let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about Near Replicant? Uh, this gameplay uh, did do anything for you? Did it make you more excited? Were you already hyped? Are you not hyped for this? Uh, did you not play Automata? Did you play Automata? What did you think of that? Um, Automata, however you say it. Uh, everybody's got a different way to say it. Um, and yeah, did you play the original? Are you somebody who's excited to re or replay this in a different way? Are you somebody who's more of a purist and like, eh, I don't like all the changes they made? Although I haven't seen a lot of people saying that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are kind of appreciative of the difference. Um, I see a lot of people kind of celebrating some of the elements of the older games that they are excited to see in the extras video that I watched. People are like, oh yeah, finally, I can, I can play that character again. So that's that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, let me know what you're thinking about in the comments when it comes to near replicant or any near game in general. And uh, what do you, what would you want from a new near game? Are you kind of on the same page as me and Chevy in the sense of maybe wanting just a whole new thing, or do you want like a uh, sequel to maybe this or uh, Automata? Let us know everything you think about in the comments below, or something in those thousand year gaps. Yeah, there's so much room. Yeah. You can do so much. You could do like a, a almost near near modern uh game that would yeah. be kind of interesting you could really do a lot so um yeah yeah because automata is in like eleven thousand ad or something like that yeah it's, way so, oh, yeah, it's 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 post post apocalyptic it's after the end of something i mean it's a it's it's way in the future um and then dragon guards like medieval fantasy mm-hmm. and then this is like and they're all in the same universe so. this is like fantasy so i mean <laughs> like, post-apocalyptic which is weird yeah it's weird so. so there's a lot of room to do whatever the fuck you want in there and just attach it to like this is something that happened in the the world as well all right uh let's move over to reading you guys comments we're going to reflect on past episodes read your comments and reply to them if you want your comment to be for sure read type in hashtag stlg on your comment otherwise i pick at random we did an episode where we reacted to path of exile 2 a game i am very excited to play and ultimatum we also talked about writers then as well so we are continuing to talk about writers apparently and maybe next week we'll talk about it as well no we won't we're going to talk about plus club shit so mm-hmm. come back for that uh so yeah make sure to go check out that episode if you're curious about what we had to say on path of exile 2 um and yeah we got a uh comment from jeremy uh, i always try and avoid to say your last avoid to say your last name because i'm not sure how you say it miko i think that's what you said last time um apparently don't pronounce the d he says Oh my God, my English is so bad. I'm never going to comment again. Just joking. Uh, I have a better idea. Seth, when you finish Final Fantasy VII Remake, just invite me on your show. Uh, I have a great idea. Invite me on your show. Just <laughs> get me on there. Uh, so we can have a real talk about the remake. I promise you the game is more deeply lore and special than it looked. There's some crazy hidden shit going on. Um, I might take you up on that. I would, uh, I, I've been talking to you for a while. I would love to have you on the show. So maybe if I beat the game, we can talk about it. That'd be fun. Um, anything you guys want to add to that? Any hidden I shit going have, on? I can't talk about the game. <laughs> you haven't beaten it. Chevy has beaten I still, it. I still haven't even played it at all. You're missing all the, the secret hidden shit. So as much as well, I'm like conflicted on how I feel about the story, the game is fun as shit. You should play it. <laughs> well, and I will, but since they announced the PS5 version, I'll just wait for that. Oh, yeah. And then, then, I, yeah, and then I get like the Yuffie shit. Right, right, so right. Yeah, that'd be I'll the way to that. go. Do you have anticipation to play? Of course, you like Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. A stating lot. that, but um, asking at the same time. Yeah, it's just, and then plus all the stuff they added uh, for Advent Children and stuff like that. Um, I'm uh, really excited to see where see where they took it. You know, because again, like we all were, we're all big fans of Final Fantasy VII, the original back in '97. Yeah. So, um, seeing the liberties they took or something, anything they cut out, I am excited to see what happens. Considering they took Midgar was a two-hour section of the game or something like that, wasn't it? And now it's like forty-five hours. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they stretched out. Yeah, it's sure. an interesting way to put that for sure. But like, I'm mostly 
if we can talk about this for a second, I'm mostly sure. scared about the, like, if they stretch this out to 45 hours, how many fucking parts are going to be to this game? Like, I would assume three. I think their plan is three. It's a very but loose like, plan, though. I mean, it just seems, are they going to speed up the next few areas, like Calm? I mean, a lot, next a lot city, of the right? middle of the game is traveling, so... Yeah, I guess that's true. I, we'll, we'll have to see where it goes. I just hope they don't. Or maybe the next couple games will be bigger games. No, that's true. Maybe this was a, like to test get, the waters. I hope they don't get tired. You know, and it's just like by the third game, we're like, wow, the quality really dropped off on this one. Um, when when he said, "I hope they don't get tired," the first thing I thought of was like, "What the guy like the guys from Cry, Crytek who fucking had to sleep at the office because the bus wouldn't pick them up." <laughs> They were like sending out like SOS messages, like "get us out of here." That shit was scary, dude. Isn't it, if yeah. there's anything I know about like Square Enix, um, especially after watching interviews uh, specifically revolving around the rebirth of Final Fantasy XIV, is Square puts a lot of weight on the Final Fantasy name. It's very important to them. Yeah. So even if the reception isn't necessarily great, I think uh, their weakest outing was thirteen. Yeah, and there's people who love that game. Yeah, but um, Rob. Um, but there's also people who really didn't like 15, and I thought that was a good game too. Um, I liked 15 a lot. Yeah, this probably one of my favorite Final Fantasy. And there's people who don't like it at all. Which so is I mean, weird. like, um, but they they even for shortcomings that can be in their games, they they definitely uh, that's where they invest when they make a game. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't worry too much about them like getting tired because the name Final Fantasy is on it, um, regardless of how much they have to dump into it to the point of potentially almost putting themselves in bankruptcy that uh, they've done it before already so you guys remember that there's a 16 yeah and We've i know and i know the it. creative minds behind it so i'm i have a lot of expectations Dude, unfortunately I'm, for I'm that one fucking <laughs> stoked for that shit yeah it looks really fucking good i just yeah. like that it's going back to like a uh fantasy uh, mm-hmm. setting yeah because it's been a while since i've fucked around with that so when it's it, the timing's really funny for the two i know we're on tangent now but yeah um <laughs> blame josh like can we talk about this for a second um, yes yoshida has been saying for a long time he he wants to get away from sci-fi and do some like like uh like true fantasy and stuff so. i i love sci-fi and i love final fantasy sci-fi because it's unlike any other sci-fi yeah. out there mm-hmm. but i'm absolutely welcoming of them changing it up and going back to what they used to do more of when it came to final what, fantasy. And it's just funny too, because like Shadowbringers for 14 is like super fantasy and not mm-hmm. very techie. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then he's working on 16 at the same time and it's very fantasy. And I was like, okay, you, you weren't just talking out of your getting, ass. He's there. getting it out of the system. <laughs> yeah. So, like man, I really like to do this, and he's just doing it. So that's you know respectable. I feel like he said that intentionally because he he's really bad about like throwing like red herrings and Easter eggs out there. So yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe by the time Josh plays it and beats it, I will beat it around the same time, and uh, we can have a discussion and maybe invite Jeremy onto the show, have a conversation. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, next comment. Thank you for the comment. Mm-hmm. Is Simon Riders Block Randall? That name is just always evolving. Um, this one's easier to read. Yeah, it's a little shorter than the last <laughs> couple. Although I think he has a comment. I'm probably gonna read. That's uh very big. 
He likes them big comments. Uh, he says, yep, grisse, grisai de mono le fruit de la grisse, grisseza, I don't know how the fuck he said is a visual novel. Very complex story as indicated by its title. Obviously, long complicated title, title equal complex story. Simple title equal dumb story. Fair. Uh, each comment reading uh, session, the less hope I harbor, Chevy's just indomitable, Seth. <laughs> you just tell me straight up. Uh, Chris got it right, though. Sometimes I read the shit I post, not the common. Uh, not, not, not that, that common. common. I'm like fucking the white on this is just blinding me. Uh, not that common on it of an occurrence. Uh, it does tend to sound like I had a stroke typing. <laughs> Either way, Path of Exile looks so legit. Uh, I didn't play many Diablo-style games, top-down view, and fast-paced combat together. Don't charm me much. I think I played two of the Torchlight games, and I kept at them for a while, but eventually they just ran dry for me. Didn't finish any of them. Exile might be the first. I will, though. It looks great. It's pretty graphically impressive and detailed for its genre. There seems to be a ton of different ways to play it. Understatement. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, we're on, we're on the same page. I mean, I think it looks fucking fantastic. Um, it's interesting that you know, you know, you kind of played Torchlight, kind of fell out of them, but this one's looking interesting to you. So, um, you know, kind of says something. As for Chevy being indomitable, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, and yeah, sh- simple title is dumb story, and complicated title, complex story. I think you're probably right on that. Or, you know, one's a Western game, one's a Japanese game. Um, <laughs> true, true. Uh, to comment on your, your Torchlight uh, aspect of that, uh, I could I could absolutely see someone playing the game and not finishing it because it does not have, like, a deep, compelling story. You're literally playing it for the fun of playing that type of game, and if maybe that's not enough to keep you going, um, I could definitely see that dropping off. I think Diablo as a series is so strong is because it has really strong storytelling as well on top of, although I don't pay attention to it. I don't give a fuck about it. Sure. But it is there. And I don't give a fuck. Um, you know, that's something that also like, you know, Wilson has strong storytelling as well. I, I thought everyone's kind of mixed on it. I liked Wilson's story. Yeah. I'm not in love with it, but like the storytelling is, is very strong aspect of the game though. So yeah. it does help carry you forward when you're playing it. Um, and you know, it just depends. So maybe Torchlight is, is not your bag, but maybe you need something a little story heavy. I, I mean, I don't obviously know. So, but uh, Path of Exile has story. Hopefully, they do a better job telling story in Path of Exile too, though, because it's kind of patchy in Path of Exile. So, yeah. Josh, anything, Dad? No, uh, I haven't seen literally anything on Path of Exile too, uh, because I'm waiting to play it myself. I, I, I yeah. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's looking really fucking good. All right. Um, thank you for the comment. Thank you. Uh, kind of on top of the other comment, uh, Maneki Neko says, happy early B-Day Chevy, which is something that Josh has started now. Um, we celebrate Chevy's birthday a month early. I think I commented, but thank you. And then uh, he also says, hey, friends, it's my B-Day week, 38 now. 
happy birthday. I definitely uh, commented on this one. Yeah. Getting too damn close to that 40. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just counting down for a couple years from now. But I wanted to talk about Outriders. Is it worth it on PC? I hear all kinds of horror stories, but so many people are still playing. Is it worth the price tag or do I hold out for a Game Pass PC version? I keep forgetting that it's on Game Pass, but on console, not PC, which is really interesting. Uh, every yeah, time I tell I people, I'm like, they do that. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just play on Game Pass, play on Game Pass. And then people are like, it's not on PC. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, but you're not lying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first off, already said it, but happy birthday. Um, approaching 40. I'm behind you, but I'm on my way as well. Um, mm. I will be 35 next year, which is fucking wild. Uh, me and Josh are a similar age. And I'll be 35 is. in July. Yeah. And uh, Chevy's ahead of us. He's I'll similar. Be 38 next month. Yeah. So Chevy's in similar age range. So uh, we're all heading towards 40. I'm actually very okay with getting older. Um, I think my 30s have been great so far. Um, I really like being 30. I feel like I'm more in control of my life than I was in my 20s when I was just partying all the time and being a fucking piece of shit. Um, fucking hell. I was going to say, being, my 30s has been the best time of my whole life. So yeah. like. So, um, hopefully, uh, you can embrace that getting older and being, uh, in control. But yeah, it is kind of, uh, it's kind of crazy to think like, you know, I, I was a teenager. It doesn't feel like not that long ago and, uh, just playing video games. Then my twenties, I was just playing video games, fucking hanging out. Now I'm in my thirties doing the same. And I feel like I'll be playing video games in my forties, but maybe, maybe getting a little older looking. I feel like I'm aging pretty well though. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but yeah, getting towards 40, it's kind of crazy. 50 is going to be the weird one. I feel like 30 is when like you, you should be getting your life together, probably. And congrats to anybody in their 20s who did that. Um, but around 40 is like locking in. 50 is like when you're younger, you think 30 and 40 is old. I think 50 is like where you're finally going like, I should be kind of settled in life. So 40, 40 maybe is that that playground the last playground you have left before 50 so not to get too morbid but you know 50s where early ends start happening so i hate the way you said that that's horrifying sounding yeah, that was fucking scary <laughs> yeah now i'm scared of 40 <laughs> Chevy's fucking early <laughs> ends dude you turned 40 and chevy's right chevy's just hey man you're ready for your i'm early the ends. wrong person to be saying this but you know take care of yourself so true true yeah anything else you guys want to oh yeah outriders uh i think it's worth it i think it's worth the price point it's a little janky it's a fun game though um if you have people to play it with definitely uh pick it up for full price at 60 bucks i would say that um but if you can play it on game pass uh or you want to wait at wait for it on pc game pass um I think it'd be worth it i it's not a game that i, I can overly hype but i think it is like if you got the money Here's the way I'll put it. And I think I said this in the comment when I replied to you. If you have one game to buy that this month and there's another one that you think might be better than Outriders, maybe put it towards that. But if you got like nothing else going on and you just want a game to play this month, Outriders is definitely worth the money, I think. I would also say um, if you know, you're know you not like necessarily needing to play co-op like, and there's people waiting for you to play it, um, Outriders is kind of a one-and-done experience to what I've heard. Um, so you can play it anytime. It has an end game though. Sure, but I mean like similar to Borderlands, like, you know, how much of that you're gonna do. 
So yeah, yeah, for sure. But there, there is game to it though. Like there is longevity to it. So no, no, I know. I just, I, I make that that uh, example though because most of the games in the genre have been games of service at this point. Yeah, this is yeah. not games of service. It is Which there I is like. a game. You're yeah. buying the whole thing. Like. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah that's, that's, one, that's one of like the biggest things with it is it's not like this endless fucking maybe endless kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a fucking story. It's got a there's story. A you can beat it. Yeah. There's an end, and yeah, and you can hang out and do some end game or not. Yeah. Um, as for it being on PC, I prefer it way more to PC than I do on console. Um, I think ex- the aiming acceleration on console literally turned me off of the game. Yeah, um, you were literally going to buy it. And then I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll take a chance on PC. And it's 100% better. Well, me and you talked without talking about it before. And you just straight up told me you didn't like it. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's interesting because I kind of dig it. And you're like, well, yeah, maybe. And I was like, but I'm going to get on PC. And you're like, well, maybe I'll like it better on there. I'm like, no, it plays way better on PC. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just kind of dove in. You're like, okay, I'll try it on there. And you've been liking it. So that's been a huge mm-hmm. difference for you yeah it was like because like that's ruined the whole thing i liked the powers i liked how it played i didn't like how you aimed it was just a fucking yeah you like it was loose so loosey-goosey there was just nothing there to fucking there's been a couple games i've played on console where it felt like shit completely and i was like i don't want to play this like this yeah. but then hopefully on pc it plays better uh as for his question though um would you recommend buying it at full price right now on pc or waiting for it to come out on game pass if it does um, i'm actually in agreement with you like if you have nothing else to play this month and you're just looking to spend some money on a on a game i think outriders is definitely worth it um even playing by yourself uh but if you got something else to play like in three days near or um you know, in a week returnal, then I would much rather, I'd probably spend the 60 bucks on those games. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a game I would say, I would tell anybody to rush out and get, but it's, it's a solid game. Mm. And if you got the money to just pick it up and play it, it's, it's, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah. I think the only reason to rush it is if, like I kind of had mentioned, if, if you have friends playing it right now, yeah, you gotta, you gotta ride that wave. Right. So yeah, like I get that fair. aspect. That's a fair point. So. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Mm-mm. thanks for the comment mm-hmm. yeah thank you for the comment hopefully we answered that well enough and uh moving on to the next comment which is my highlight video of first class trouble uh, make sure to check that out if you're curious about what i explained earlier hopefully i did a good enough job explaining the concept of it i will be playing it again though soon and you guys will just kind of get it as i play it or go play it we got a comment from cody quoting somebody from this video saying lol are we all good people here uh this is in reference to um I was playing uh, with a couple people, and we had killed the personoids. By the time we didn't know, and there's four of us left. We're all human. And at one point, two of the people I was playing with these these two two girls, they uh, they had like killed one of the four of of us. They were all human, and it's because they didn't trust him. And like we got in the elevator, I'm like, "Where'd the other guy go?" And they're like, "Oh, he was doing weird stuff, so we killed him." And I was just like. Wait, are they the fucking personoids? What the <laughs> fuck? Like, what do you mean killed him? And then, like, we got to the next area, and this chick's just like, are we all good people here? Are we all good people? And I'm just like, I don't fucking know anymore. And we move on to the next section, and the chick's just like, I say we kill him right now. And I was like, 
holy shit. And I'm like backing up. I'm like, okay, go across the bridge. And they're like, I don't trust you. And I'm like, okay, you fucking do the bridge then. You guys do it. I was like, stay the hell. Like, I was so paranoid. So anyway, uh, yeah, Cody told me he found that part pretty funny. Because I was legit, like, like on edge. When she started asking me that, I'm like, why is she acting fucking crazy all of a sudden? What is this? So, uh, yeah, not much to add on that. But uh, thank you for the comment, Cody. I love and, the, uh, the Titanic uh, moment there. Oh, dude, yeah, I saw this, and I was like, this is my thumbnail. Just, dude, this guy came running down the stairs, and he's like, get a fucking fire extinguisher. I'm fucking dying. And he's just <laughs> running by on fire, and I'm, like, hugging this person. And I was like, this is this is the chaos of what of what this game offers. Um, yeah, so thank you for the comment, Cody. And then the last video was uh, me and Josh reacting to Five different fucking videos. This is a TLG reacts for the ages. We reacted to Hood, Outlaws, and Legends, The Day Before, Gord, House of the Dead remake, and Riot Control. Control Simulator. Simulator, um, which I ran out of room uh, in the name or the title of the video, and that was the least interesting of all five videos. So I already system took place. Left it off. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, make sure to go back and watch that. Uh, Me and Josh talk about five different videos, and it was a good time. Um, Yeah, we got a couple comments, so I'm just going to read them all real fast. Tom B says, the day before looks interesting, nice, fluid animations, physics, cool optics. I agree. I think it looks cool as well. Um, I am, you know, a little hesitant because it's a survival game and they are kind of hit or miss sometimes, but um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy it, but uh, I definitely appreciate your opinion on it. Uh, Nick Raintree says hood outlaws and legends is a day one buy for me at a $30 price point sold, which is, was news to me. I didn't know it was going to be 30 bucks. So that's just uh, same page. I'm, I'm going to buy it day one as well. It's going to do it anyway, but 30 bucks. Holy shit. Uh, he continues saying the day before has me hyped, but I've been disappointed by survival games before. Same. I'm with you. Uh, me and Nick Raintree have very similar taste in games though. So I'm not surprised by that. Uh, so I won't rule it out. Uh, I'm in on anything co-op though, for sure. Um, yeah, agreed. Nick's also a fan of hunt. So this makes sense. Um, and then we got a comment from Simon Rajblock Randall again. We're going to go through this, uh, the, the the paragraphs here. House of the Dead remake. Okay, but where's Pong? Uh, fair question. Oh boy, though, Riot Control will provoke some articles regardless of what it does. And yeah, most of it didn't look like actual gameplay, just in-game scenes. I agree. Uh, well, Gord looks kind of interesting, but I'm not really excited for it uh, per se. But I'll probably take a look on launch. It does have Witcher atmosphere written all over it, though. Hood Outlaws isn't necessarily my kind of game, but it seems like a pretty fun time killer. Uh, the day before, Loki hit me out of nowhere. It looks good. Doesn't look more than days gone to me but out but out of these probably the most interesting to me gunplay seems neat compared to the third person shooter too the controller uh aiming was kind of giving me anxiety though yeah dude that guy was all over the fucking place uh plus a pro for dark interiors man uh i'm tired of game interiors with no actual light sources being all bright because the fake lights placed behind the walls and shit it doesn't make sense it's ugly and looks like shit i agree with you 100 percent actually maintaining your car though i hope they'll actually affect the gameplay and won't just be there for feature rich bloated i was meaning to type um the environment the environments are uh cinematic too i like them 
thick lush trees some nice ambient occlusion on them there's a variety but not going overboard some dense grass uh, i fuck with the overall grim atmosphere dim lights over foggy forests it looks solid artistically some assets might need a rework but overall the game looks good but what what's that guy doing with the controller it's giving me some dean takahashi uh times or x doom 2016 vibes i'm here for it lol pretty much agree with everything you said um except for that, that guy might be a little higher skilled than team takashi i'm not too sure but uh he's shooting all over the fucking place that shit was stressing me the hell out um, do you guys have anything to reply to with all the comments I just read? I mean, I wasn't there, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I did. I did watch the episode though. Um, it, and all five games just fell flat for me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing that I'm like super interested in. I think the the most interested I was in anything was Gord, and that was like very barely. So I think that's one of the reasons why. I mean, I was just trying to get Josh to be, Josh to be on an episode anyway. But um, a lot of the videos there, I was like. These are games I think me and Josh would probably be into, so yeah. probably be a lot more interesting for us. I to talk figured about you it. would have liked Gord just because it's a like a city sim and stuff like that. Yeah, but they didn't really show anything. It was real brief, mm. so. Yeah, I guess that's uh, fair. So yeah, nothing. Like I said, th- there's the most interesting one. There was that for me, and it was like barely interesting for me. So yeah, um, it's hard to to sell me on something unless you like give me like a like a breakdown of what I'm gonna be doing in the game well, and stuff. So riot control simulator, I don't think it's really screaming to you. Most simulator games aren't. So yeah, but you you don't really strike me as somebody who's trying to control the crowd. Not like that, but maybe in a tower defense. I did buy yeah. one of those recently. I haven't played it yet though. Which one? So, I can't remember what it's called, but it's based off an old Warcraft three mod, I guess. But it has co op interesting i love tower defense so maybe i'll have to give you the name so you can check it out yourself i need uh, to play monster and rise i bought that and haven't played Fuck, that too i need to play yeah. that holy shit we should all just get together and play that <laughs> and then i bought a third game i can't remember what it is i, I bought three the other day and i only played going crazy loop, loop hero the sure whole fucking time <laughs> so anyways get back on topic on this though mm-hmm. um yeah I, it, it's hard for me to, to give too much on that um other than the, like I already said, with the Gord um, aspect of it, I was kind of having a hard time focusing just because the, some those the videos were just kind of eh for me. So yeah, and I couldn't see you getting into Hood Outlaws and Legends. I I wish you could get into Hunt, but it it is can be scary, but also you're fighting its people, and Hood and Outlaws and Legends seems to be of a similar vein. So. Yeah. Um. And me and yeah, Josh have talked about this, but yeah, I don't really have much to add um, to the comment itself, other than uh, speaking of the environment of the day before. Mm-hmm. I wish I could understand what fucking period of time that was in. Yeah, it's, it was anywhere from 1960 to 2020. So it's just... yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on there. <laughs> the old Lola Cola truck. Looking like it's yeah, that the looked 50s. like it straight out of Fallout. Yeah, and then like, and then you got a flat screen TV in that fucking thing, and I'm like, what the fuck is going? on? Then an on alarm that? system looks like it's from yeah, the 90s. It's alarm system. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're using tactical weapons, and the cop car looks like it's from like the 2000s, and like, I'm like when when is this based in? Yeah, it's like fucking. Uh, it's just Americana. 
It's not really based anywhere. It's just fucking, let's just throw a bunch of shit in here. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Anything else? <clears throat> and fucking House of the Dead's not that old. Not not Pong old, okay? Fucking come on. Let's let's get realistic here. All I right. Wish they would be the second one. Yeah, well, they're supposed to make it, and I'm excited, more excited for that one. I want to suffer like G did. And on that note, uh, thank you, everybody who commented. Uh, type in hashtag STLG on your comment if you'd like to be for sure on the show, or just type in general. I read them all. So, um, yeah, it's there's there's no rules anymore. Um, but that's going to do it for this episode of uh, TasteCast, episode 140. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Uh, check us out on social media and our streams. Um, links down below. Discord link down below. And uh, we're on audio platforms. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, everything else. Links down below as well. And we have Patreon if you'd like to support the channel. Further than liking, commenting, sharing this video, and subscribing if you're brand new. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys, Chevy and Josh, for joining me on this TastyCast. My name's Seth, and until the next episode, which will be Plus Club this weekend, it's coming up real fast. Make sure to play those games, download them, play them. But until then, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.